No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Look at that. I'm out here with Trinidad James. What's cracking? I'm just feeling good, man. Just hanging out, smoking big dope. Big dope. Interview Trinidad James at 7 p.m. on a Friday night. It works out. It's a beautiful thing. It's a lot of things you can be doing, but I appreciate you skipping your time to the uh, gang. This is an interesting story we got to tell here. Hey, man, it's things. Yeah. It's things. I enjoy it. It's been a good seven years. Last month made seven years. Seven years of having clout. Whew. It was an abrupt thing for you. It, hey, I didn't know that clout was a word seven years ago. Right. You just clout or viral famous. didn't exist in 2011. Popular. He was just like, oh, that's that's hot. I remember, actually, I have a friend, Alex from Ain't Nobody Cool. Shout out to him because I remember him sending me your Instagram when you had like 5,000 followers Ooh. or some shit and being like, listen to this song. And, I mean, we both had kind of the same reaction, which is like, damn, that's a banging song. But also, what the fuck is up with this guy? Right. Because it was a wild visual. We hadn't really seen anything like that. To that's be totally good, honest. though. I, I think that I feel like a person like yourself is the type of guy that's going to see something and just look at it for what it is, wonder, and accept. Like, you're going to keep moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, people like you are important for shit like me to pop. Right. Because... You're not going to shut it down. No. You're not necessarily going to jump on the fucking bandwagon. I'm open-minded. But you know what I'm saying? You're not going to shut it down. And because of people like you, I think, and people like-minded like yourself, that's why I'm here. But to be honest, I mean, you would take it, like, visually, that, that video was so wild that it was very much, like, it's almost like th there was a degree that was blurred of, like, trolling or putting on a performance that at that time, 2011, 2012, whatever... It was still very much like a blurred line where it was kind of like you expected everyone to present themselves very seriously and to depict themselves very seriously. So when you see a guy come out and you're coming out with almost like a comical take mm -hmm. on, you know, like because, you know, in particular that song where you're just you're really doing it over the top with the gold and the craziness and the image and stuff. And it's like this is that like the time of like Riff Raff. And I remember when Riff Raff came out, like we really couldn't tell like how serious this guy is. Okay. And I feel like that was like part of what that time period, that was a line that was well, kind of blurred that you were breaking through with visuals that were that powerful. Well, um, Riff Raff is a good guy. Shout out Riff Raff. He makes money. I respect any artist that makes their money off of their art. Um, not you, to say you're Riff Raff. Huh? The, not to say that you're no, that mean, you were doing riffraff. I mean, at this that time. is not about being disrespectful. We, we no, no, not at all. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, like, no. I'm, you, I'm just very fascinated that time period. No, that's why I want to explain it, it to you, yeah. so I can give it to you from the horse's mouth compared to opinion. You know, mm. that should always matter more. Mm. You know, what I'm saying the actual fact should always matter more than an opinion. Mm. I would say, you know, so I'd rather listen to the truth from you than an opinion from some bitch. Right. Well, I'm just talking about how I perceived it when I first saw it. You know? So yes, comical. Um, it was interesting, you know, that people seeing it as comical because, you know, obviously I'm doing my shit and I'm being myself. Mm. When you're being yourself, you're not thinking about opinion. When you're first starting music and doing your first videos and things that go on camera to go out to the world, you know, when you put it on YouTube, it's like the future saying, she belongs to the streets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gone or whatever. Right. It ain't yours no more. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, for me being the guy that I am and just... I'm just doing me, and I put it out there. That's my fit. I would have wore that fit to motherfucking Central Station. Right. I would have wore that fit to the club. Like, that ain't nothing to me. Mm. I would have it, but to the world, to a part of your brain. It was like, damn, this is kind of comical, but right. I don't know. It got guns in the video. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? It, it was tough to understand, and I feel that that's just because I brought a new formula to this shit. When you bring a new formula to this shit, how can you understand? Mm. You know, a lot of times, most of the things that we do, it's part of somebody else's formula. Right. Podcast, yeah, no jumper is the shit. Appreciate but it. But being a podcast is just a part of the formula of a fucking podcast. Mm. That's the formula. 
Trinidad James, yeah, he's rapping, but the formula of everything that comes with it at that time was a whole new formula mm. that changed the game. If you think about it, right? Okay, 2012, 2013. The formula being like to come out with visuals that are so provocative, so over the top that people can't help but be fascinated by who exactly. No, this I just brought more is. entertainment to the rap game. Entertainment, yeah. More entertainment to the rap game. Everybody was focusing so hard on how good they could rap mm. or whatever. It's like that jock in school who's like, I'm so strong. Right. I can throw so far. Motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. It's easy to forget how transgressive this was at that time, just for you to be coming out and just doing your thing like that. That there was like, you know, this is still very much, this is way before Lil Yachty. This is way before, you know, Ebro has to wrap his mind around a new, like, teenage rapper yeah. every week. Facts. It's, I mean, it's a different time. Um, Lil Yachty is, I look at him as somebody as a part of my tribe. Right. Or whatever. And like, um, I look at my tribe as like, like a Dungeon Family tribe. Mm. Or whatever. Like, Dungeon Family is like my OGs. So, like, you know, CeeLo, Andre 3000, Big Boy, that whole Shirah. Mm. You know, those are the guys, whereas like, those are the people that, the trajectory that I look at and respect mm. as far as from a style to music. Some people, I just like their music. Mm. Or whatever. Like, I would never like, I don't know, any of those other art, any other artists like style. Mm. Or whatever, but I like their, that's when I say style, fashion, I'm sorry. Right. Or whatever. And like, rap style, I mean, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But like, fashion is what matters the most to me when it comes to a lot of decisions that I make. Mm. So, Dungeon Family was outlandish because he had Andre. Andre, you can't conform. Mm. If you want to come with a wave, you want to create a wave, how can you conform? Right. You know what I'm saying? I so mean, I yeah, knew that. He, he certainly. So was that that was influential on you, like Andre and them in particular? That, I would that, think, yeah. Because he put himself out there in, that, in such a way that it was like he was constantly making a splash with his clothing and shit. It's like he didn't even have to. Well, you see, being from Atlanta, you, you talk to a lot of Atlanta dudes. You, you know what I'm saying? That's, that you've talked to a lot of Atlanta dudes. I feel Not like Young Scooter yet. Where's Young Scooter? Oh, the, the legend, Young Scooter. That's my boy. I need Young Scooter in here. Then, the I, then I can say I've interviewed a lot of Atlanta. That's dudes. that's what you should interview first. I know. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to you interviewing Thug, though. That was cute. Oh, that I love that. That took, that took a lot of hustle. That was good. You was on your shit. Yeah, that was you working. I seen a little bullet sweat. That's what you do. You want to get a Young Thug interview backstage. It's going to be tough to get that in L.A. where he's got all these people he wants to fuck with. You go to England, way less friends. He's like, oh, that's maybe, why, maybe that's I'll why people ain't putting up numbers like you because they're not going to fucking England. Strategic. All right. Get if you got to send Joe Rogan some notes, send Joe Rogan some notes. See, he don't care enough. Nah, he wants to interview Young Thug. <laughs> you think? That yeah, it may be, be a good conversation. I don't know. I wish that if I could wish for anything from Joe Rogan, I wish he was just a bit more hip hop fluent so that we could have like seen the Joe Rogan 6 9 interview. Mm. The Joe Rogan fucking mm. Young Thug interview would just be, mm. uh, oh man. That but would be maybe something. we want to hear Thug talk about something other than rap. Because he never really yeah. talks about his raps, even yeah. when you do talk to him for 20 minutes or two. Mm. He's not going to talk to you about the raps. It's too complex. And that's the worst thing about interviewing rappers, to be totally honest, is that even when you have a thug who... It's the most fascinating, mind-blowing thing in the world. Why is Najee from Rap Radar here? That's an insane fucking collab that I did not building? expect at all. Wow. Hey, man. Do I look happy right now? You're right. I am happy. I'm happy because I just got a new shipment of these amazing Eagle Energy caffeine inhaler pens. I'm telling you, man, these things, they keep me alive when I'm doing long podcasts, when I'm out here in the streets grinding, creating this content. That's why I often rely on the Eagle Energy caffeine inhaler pen. It's a lot easier than getting a cup of coffee, a Red Bull, et cetera, et cetera. It's just fast. 
Uh, if you want to get 22% off, all you got to do is head on over to eagle.energy and use the promo code NOJUMPER22. 10 to 20 hits is equivalent to a cup of coffee, and it tastes good, and it's easy to do on the go. So I highly recommend that you go and get yourself one of these Eagle Energy pens that so many of our guests have fallen in love with. Eagle.energy, and use the promo code NOJUMPER22 for 22% off. Oh, yeah. When you, like, even Thug, who's, his, his rapping is so beyond where it's so fascinating, but it's really, really, really hard to talk to him about that because he creates music in a space where he's not really thinking about what he's doing. So it's hard for him to almost talk about specific songs even because he, it's such a non-thinking process when he's making the songs. Like, oh, basically, like, I'm just doing me. I'm not really trying to explain it. I'm going to say this. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that I know Thug more than you. Mm. I might have known him longer than you just because we're from Atlanta. Probably have, and yeah. I got a chance to um, to see him early in his career and bring him out on stage and all, bring him out of the show that I was doing when he was young. And amazing, equally as amazing then. I just personally feel that if I had to say any two cents about him is that he knows that what he's doing is in a higher cortex than mm. has enough time to conversate with somebody he doesn't know they're actually there for them, for him, or here for clout. Mm. Everybody's chasing the clout. So I don't know if Adam is here for clout or Adam is here because he actually cares. It's true. You know, it's a lot of random white dudes in England trying to interview Young Thug. <laughs> That's you true. Know, keeping That's it above. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know your intentions. A lot yeah. of times your intentions are what decides how he reacts to you mm. or whatever. He gave you 20-something minutes. Yeah. So shout out to fucking you but for that. But he gave Big Boy an hour. He's black. I mean, Big Boy deserves all the respect in the He's world. He's old. So I can't question hey, that on, at all. Man. You said it like he wasn't supposed to get the fucking 45 minutes. Like, what the fuck? How is that? Come on, man. Like, I'll give Big Boy an hour I feel any like, day. Like he, I feel like he gave you, like, I'm like, bro, I feel like he gave you something that that you deserve because anybody else, I don't think that they deserved it. That he dropped bars, to too. He didn't, he didn't hold back at all. I don't feel like uh, Thug is really capable of holding back when he talks, which is why when he started talking about Lil Nas X, there was just no degree to which it felt like he had been media trained at all. He had to just spill exactly what he thought at that moment. What do you think that with Lil Nas X, right? Yeah. What do you think that you need to be media trained about about him about like for your personal opinion? Well, I mean, Thug because did, he's gay. Well, no, because Thug said I don't think he should have came out because it's going to open up so many problems for him. Blah blah blah. And if you paid attention to what he was saying, it was a relatively nuanced take that he was basically, you know, it wasn't be, the time be, to come out. He was being cautious on his behalf, saying, you know, him coming out, it's going to open him up to so much criticism, so much rah, 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 which is a kind of understandable opinion. But, you know, obviously the media then runs with it and says, Young Thug says that Lil Nas should not have came out of the closet. Oh, is that what they did? A little bit of that. So oh, that'd be all right. But that's kind of funny because, I mean, number one, Thug doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Number two, like anybody who was thinking about how the media was going to spin what they were saying in that moment would have definitely said what he said way differently. But he doesn't give Correct. A, he's not thinking about how they're going to And y'all in England. And we in England eating Nando's. Come on, man. Nando's chicken is the shit. Formerly known as Chicken Land. Um, so, yeah, you're just coming out and you just exploded in a ridiculous wave. Do you feel like you're, I mean, you were one of the first to really like utilize YouTube and shit I to think blow I, up. I just, time, um, huh? I just, uh, I had some choice words I just said at Billboard today. I love them. I would have, but you know, for me, I got a, uh, I live by respect. I read the book. Um, it's the art and science of respect. That's by Jay Prince okay. um, senior. Oh yeah. I and read I read that. that whole book and, um, you know, that book allowed me to understand that in any aspect of life, 
no matter how much money is involved, because I know that money is most people's God out here, that you can't lose that essence of respect. Mm. So when it comes to respect, I was less like, okay, man, all go, everything is the shit, right? Right. That's what the media is saying. You're talking about even before it popped off, or you're talking about when you're in that moment? In the moment. Okay. In the moment, right? You know, we drop it on Worldstar, it goes viral. The term viral never really existed mm. in hip hop. New term at the time. You know what I'm saying? So with Billboard, because that's what I was talking about. You know, today they said, uh, they, you know, everybody's been dropping their decade. We're going into 2020. I call that the vision year. So they've been like the top things of the 10 years that influenced this, that, you know what I'm saying? I hate and, lists. And, and I'm not going to say I hate lists. <laughs> I, some lists make me wonder why. Mm. And because I work in the media world, also, you know, I know that it's different types of people that are putting these lists together. Mm. And sometimes when I see certain lists, I wonder what group of people in that particular building put this list together. Mm. Because that list from them is not wrong from their opinion. But how many cultures do they touch when they leave that building mm. to make that decision when they're in that fucking building? Right. And that is what upset me. To a certain extent with the list that they put together for like songs that shifted the decade. Mm. Because I know no matter what the list says, because like I said to them, I don't depend on opinions to feed my family. I know that All Go Everything changed the whole perspective of how hip hop works from 2013 onwards mm. and helped open that door to make hip-hop the number one genre because I'm just going off facts. I'm not going off of my exaggerated opinion of what I think I'm the shit and you motherfuckers suck. No, I'm going off numbers and facts. Mm. In 2011, 2012, hip-hop was not the number one genre. It was the shit, but it wasn't the number one genre. Mm -hmm. yeah, by, by the time that the Migos dropped, flip-flop, drop-top, uh, that song, Hip-hop moved into number one genre, what, two years ago now? But also a lot of that has to do with the fact that the streams all, like, if you were actually able to, at that time, count every Dat Piff stream, every YouTube stream, all this shit was not being counted towards the way that hip-hop was being calculated. So you had hip-hop being listened to largely in ways that weren't being accounted for. Now you have Lil Nas X having the biggest fucking song and it's all accounted for. Right. I mean, Bad and Bougie was like one of the first songs Correct. that really benefited from that because it was being streamed endlessly on mm -hmm. YouTube. Your situation... No, 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 no. my point of it, saying But it would you. be a lot easier to quantify the success of All Go De uh, Everything or whatever if it had came out during the streaming era because no, no, then those stats would have been really quantified. No, 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 no. The number from a number perspective, yes. I'm just speaking from the standpoint of opening the door mm. to to get the Migos to that place so that these people could come through the door and do their thing and get those number one records and hip hop be the number one genre. I'm just saying mm. that all go everything is one of those key pieces mm. that helped that it crossed over into Saturday Night Live. It crossed over, and it was the first, one of the first songs where people actually used the term viral. Mm. Nobody ever said the word viral for any nigga song that came out in 2012. Mm. ASAP Furry dropped work, the original. That didn't go viral. That was a hard-ass video. I watched it. Mm -hmm. I liked him. The reason I did the remix is because I liked his video for the first one. If I didn't like the video, I wouldn't have did the remix. And they brought me out, but I wouldn't have because I like, I actually pay attention. I actually give a fuck about the people who I work with. That's why I work with many people. Mm -hmm. I would have, because I, you got to actually be doing something for the right reasons. I don't be chasing cloud. I don't got to chase cloud. 
I, w- I was what niggas chased before niggas was chasing it. Mm. So when in, you in my chasing world. Cloud. I'm still chasing Cloud. I Are you? I think so. What kind of cloud do you want, though? I mean, every interview I'm trying to get is, you know, I'm trying to make a splash, trying to get that real conversation that everybody wants to hear so it'll blow up on the internet, right. blah, blah, blah. I mean, how am is I Is that cloud chasing, chasing cloud? or is that good interviewing? You know, but it is what it is. Is I mean, think about it. Like, there's so many people that have made amazing careers out of basically just being tapped in. Basically being around everybody. They're always there, so they're just, they come to mind. I know so many people that made millions of dollars off of basically just being in the right place. And they were in the right place because these motherfuckers go everywhere and they're backstage all the fucking time. I don't got it in me. What's it called? I don't either. I don't, you know what? You know, it's so crazy that you say that. And you know who I got to applaud mm. for being a person that was just everywhere at the right time? Rich the Kid. Very true. I think that Rich the Kid's career is as successful, and he's an incredible businessman. Because in the beginning, when he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, and I don't know if he didn't know what the fuck he was doing when he was doing it, because I didn't actually know him. Mm. But I'm assuming, so if I'm wrong, I could be wrong. I would have Rich is a good kid. I would have, we could talk about it. But I feel that the one thing I always say, like, this nigga's hustle is amazing. Mm. This nigga is in everybody's IG story. How are you in seven IG stories a week in different states? You're a bad motherfucker. Right. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And some people look at it as like, this motherfucker thirsty. He, he blood, crips, this, that, that. <laughs> and I'm looking at it like, man, this motherfucker hustling. Right. So I feel where you're coming from because I look at a lot of motherfuckers be slimy. They slime here, slime there, slime here, slime there, or whatever. But it's one way when you're sliming and another way when you're hustling. And I respect mm. when you're hustling. When you're sliming, you ain't shit. Mm. And you're going to end up getting caught up on that gang changing. Or whatever you got going on, you know what I'm saying? It'd be happening out here. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you for sure. But uh, you know, you, you want to know something that I noticed is that some random ass YouTube channel put out a video like a month or two ago. Like, what really happened to Trinidad James? You seen that? That shit got a lot of views. Half a too. million views. I on said, this random what? ass channel. I'm like, man, people are still like really curious about you. Like, if that video just half a million views from some random ass channel, that's random channel, dude. I seen that too. I, I watched it because I was like, shit, I want to know what happened to me. How did you feel I watching make, it? It was fucking. Because they create a narrative. Yeah, they, you know? they even used newer clips from this year, too. So I was like, this ain't old. Mm. This is newer. Right. Or whatever, you know. And what I realize is that either you're controlling the narrative or the narrative is controlling you. Mm. And what I mean by that, that's basically black and white. But what I mean by that is that. You're going to have more people with an opinion of you than the, than the actual true fact of what you're trying to get across. Right. Just because that's how this shit is set up, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I be mad at some people trying to tell other people what happened to me? Because I got to look at the person that listens to them about what happened to me it compared to you can go to my Instagram and see what the fuck I'm doing every day. Because mm. every day I drop a daily quote of life, this, that. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing a million things. Every day. So the fact that you would go to another motherfucker to get drugs when you live right next door to the drug man, I don't know what to say about you. So you're saying you're the drug man? No, nah, you're the drug man. No, I am not. Oh, uh, you're the drug man. You want some drugs, though? No, we got no plugs in there. Laura, right. maybe. I don't know. Laura. Oh, B, my nigga Laura got the, got the, got the plug? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. But, yeah, how do you feel about them, like, when they make it this like crucial, important crux in your career that this uh, anti-New York rant is how it was basically painted, mm-hmm. do you agree with that narrative that that was such a pivotal moment, or is that sort of like a timing thing that just happened? I think it's a bit of both. Mm. 
you know, that New York situation was important. Man, that was important. Because that New York situation, you got to understand, I'm a student of everything, not mm -hmm. just the game. I'm, I'm a student of my enemies. I'm a student of my friends. I'm a student of how my enemies dress, eat, walk, talk. I'm a student of everything, bro. So um, to be a great student of other things and other people, I feel that you got to be a great student of yourself. Right. So when I went back and looked at that New York situation, I look at that as like, oh, damn, y'all got to just see an angry black man talking this shit. Mm. And um, you get to learn that if you allow social media to tell your narrative, like I talked about just a second earlier, a second ago, or whatever, then you fucked. But in that moment, your narrative is like this out of control train because social media has just like seized upon this one moment. Did you watch the whole thing? The video? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like that moment, like they, like social media is so into taking that one thing, and in particular, like the booing thing. Like with the Drake thing, we saw this like the other day. Is that like he gets man, that's, he gets booed he at Fogna a little bit. That's but, not even. But, that's what I'm saying. It's like you think there's more people booing than not happy. I, I don't think so. Come but on. it doesn't. Come on, Adam. If you have smart, an man. audience that's like five or ten percent booing, it's gonna sound like fucking booing. If you have, if I'm filming a Snapchat and there's is one that, guy booing that, right it's next sound to me, like seven thousand, and they can fake it. You remember the MGK thing where they Come edited on. and fake booing? Come on, bro. But people do this and they create on, narratives, bro. and it's like you know people are really like with you. It might have worked better than the Drake one, but it's like you know people will use that one little nugget to really. Really the reason the why that nugget, the reason why that nugget worked against me, uh, I, w I was gonna say it seemed like it worked, but it, that nugget worked against me okay. because I allowed it to work against me. I didn't realize that it's like that ain't no, that ain't nothing. Mm. I would ever like New York fucking love me. New York fucking love me. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed facts. Kill me right now if I'm lying. New York City. Love Trinidad James. Mm -hmm. That's a guaranteed fact. Rocky on stage. Guaranteed fact. Santa, from Santos Playhouse to right now doing my thing at Complex. Mm -hmm. When I walk the streets in New York, because I'm really in these streets. Right. I'm really out. And I didn't know, like, I'm in everybody's hood. No, I'm just in the streets, period. Right. If I need to be there, I'm there. I'm there when you don't even know I'm there. Because I'm out the way putting numbers on the board. You at the bodega getting a sandwich, Trinidad James. Why is not? Back. I'm going to be there. He's there. I already got my bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm looking at you from the back mm -hmm. by the naked juices. Security camera. Come on. Look at that. Exactly. So it's like, bro. To, to sum it up at the end of the day, man, like I said, I paid attention to that video. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, first of all, because I know me, my energy was off on that stage. Mm. And um, that's why I ended up apologizing. I think I put out an apology video to New York City because when you actually really do love somebody, you will apologize to them because they actually matter to you mm. or whatever. Not because I'm scared, not because I'm scared or not. None of those other narratives is because I actually love you is why I apologize. If I didn't love you or care nothing about you, I don't give a fuck what you think, my nigga. Mm. I don't. See me. See me. I'm still alive, ain't I? Mm -hmm. See me. Nobody was that mad about yeah, that. That's what I am saying. And I had to learn that. Right. Because I, I didn't come from music. You hadn't been through a controversy, you know so that probably like, felt like the I'm end like, of the world at that moment, right? Yeah, I was like, why is the place that I love the most, we just destroyed this whole 2013 year, fucking New York up. I'm shopping with everybody, dropping thousands here at this, killing this show, selling that out, SOB, Santos Playhouse, this, that, that, and the other, or whatever. And then 
Christmas we fall out. When you blow up that fast, people are very eager to take you out. And and I had to learn that. You got to understand, I come into the game from a different element. Mm. I didn't come in like these other guys that be rapping their whole life. And yes, I made it. No, I came in and made it. Mm. And I'm not ever going to take that back. I'm not ever going to feel like I didn't deserve it mm. or whatever. Like, nah, dog, I came in and did what the fuck I needed to do because I was looking at what y'all niggas was doing wrong. And I'm going to always look at it that way because mm -hmm. I'm paying attention to the game. I'm not paying attention to your opinion. Right. Straight up, my nigga. But it's love, though. It's love. Come on, it's love. I mean, look at my hat. I can't be bad. Come on, bro. I tried to hold it together for so long. <laughs> Greedo's got some ill pauses in his interview with me, too. What do you do? It's just like crazy pauses in I between Greedo, answers. Man. I, hope he, I hope he can get out on good behavior. Earlier. I mean, he's got 20 He just dropped years. the album with Kenny, didn't he? They did just drop a project, yeah. It's probably yes. like one night in the studio, I'm going to assume. It's 35 minutes, so and it's, it's a feature, so I would imagine this is like all the verses that he knocked out with Kenny right quick. Greeno could definitely do a 35-minute project in a night. He's a legend, bro. I Crazy. didn't even know. I was so late to the party. Oh, really? I was late to the fucking party. Nobody told me. Crazy. Well, I lied. I lied. My good friend, he does a brand. Actually, I'm wearing a brand. It's called Brownstone. The jacket's hard. That's it ain't the jacket. Yet. But um, he told he he fucking, he doesn't worship Greedo, but... He, God damn, he plays that dude's music a lot. And I was mm. like, what the fuck is this 03 Greedo shit? And I didn't, I usually kind of like would take a little bit of what he says and and like go listen to my, you know, like artists do this. Like an artist will hear you say something like, oh, this artist is good, but they won't acknowledge it in front of your face. Mm. And then they go in their private and listen to that artist like, oh, shit. And I didn't do that with 03, 03 Greedo, and I wish I did because he is talented. Right. That's tough. Are people always telling you to listen to new shit. And then it's like, if you like. It's just tough to like really listen to that much new shit and really I mean, well, care. Think about right? it. I mean, you got you got to get your shit good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't got time to just be listening to everybody new shit. Right. I'm happy for you. That's, yeah. that's cute that you good. Mm. <laughs> my shit got to be good if I want to continue to feed my family. I mean, don't you feel like to a certain extent, if something's really good, it'll get to a certain level of appeal that you'll just find out about it. Right. That's how I feel about a lot of. News. I do my things in threes. That's how I do it. What? In threes. So it's like if. Adam tells me, oh, you should listen to um, Melly's new album. You know, why ain't Melly's new album? Right. Or whatever. I'd be like, okay, sure, Adam. And then if I go maybe two days later, and then my man's at Complex, mm. Jose was like, hey, bro, Melly album hard. Like, oh, okay, Starts cool. Starts to build up in your brain. You know brain, what I'm saying? But yeah. then when I get to that third one, I go to Atlanta, and then I holler at my boy, like Chris Newton, who does mm. like this brand and shit, or whatever, called AFW, or whatever. I'd be like, oh, shit, now I need to listen. Right. That's how I do my things in threes where people shit. It's funny how the weirdest memes, because like I, I literally saw a tweet of somebody screen recording the first song on Melly's new album, which I have not listened to yet, and great guy, free Melly, et cetera. But he recorded this one part of the song where Melly is rapping so high-pitched. High it sounds insane. Do you don't like it. Is I that mean, what I mean? No, I'm not going to say truth. I don't Tell like it. Tell the truth, Adam. I'm not going to say I don't like it, okay. but it was so extreme that I was definitely like blown away. And the tweet was this guy saying, like, Melly deserves the death penalty for rapping like this, which is pretty fucked up. Can I give you say. a Woody right now? Pause. But can I give you a Woody right now? Sure. <clears throat> Six, four, five, AR. What's that? That's an artist. That's an artist I should check out. Yes. Ooh, okay. That's going to change your life. I'll do that. It's going to change your life. Yeah. 
That's going to change your whole motherfucking life. It's going to change your whole motherfucking That cute shit that Melly did, that's cute. Right. Listen to 64 AR. 645 AR. The baby voice is the new wave. Cardi that's did cool. that a little bit. I like Cardi. Cardi's, Cardi is. I don't even know how to explain Cardi. We still haven't seen the baby voice thing get ushered in, blown out to the point that, you know, it's like country rap had its moment this year. Baby voice rap, maybe in 2020. I'm. <laughs> baby voice. Ooh, baby right? voice. But we all know that this is actually like a thing. Like, no, it is. I mean, you, you and everybody tune in there or pitching their shit up so that it sounds all crazy and shit. It's like kind of. But it's a thing. let this kiss create. No, I'm done. I, that's why I know you are. But I'm, I'm speaking. I'm not even. I'm just looking at you because you're in front of me. But <laughs> you know, I'm talking to all the motherfuckers that look at no jumper, you know, interviews or whatever. You know, what I'm saying it's like, oh, whoever gonna look at this, you know, like give the motherfucker a chance. Mm. You know what I'm saying? First of all, he in jail and released this. Yeah. He might have wanted to change that part himself if he was out mm. and could have got to the studio. Like, oh, let me fix that part. You know, Kanye worked on his album all the way to the motherfucker is out and he's still working on the motherfucking album, yeah. fixing shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I mean, Mel- Melly has had so many weird lyrical moments. Like if you listen to his his other album. The last one before this one? Th- that one part where he goes... That's the way she sounds when she's sucking dick, and he makes like the most ridiculous weird noises with dick sucking ever. And I'm just listening to this, bro. Like, you bro, you know all happening? about porno noises. Porno noises are fucking horrible. <laughs> Don't be mad at fucking Melly because you didn't like porno his porno noises. noise. The, the porn, He's porn. not Rico Strong. They get relaxed. He's Rico Strong. <laughs> That's the porn guy you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't, don't know, know Mr. Marcus? I don't, oh no, you know him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm about to say. I fuck with Trey Schlongs. I just want to throw that out there. Pause, pause, pause. Oh, I was about to say, you're throwing a lot right now, <laughs> motherfucker. God I was damn. thinking I should do an interview with Trey Schlongs. Like, I think people will watch it just because his name is Trey Schlongs. Is that the dude from Vixen? He might be. I'm not 100% oh, sure. No. I'm, I fuck with uh, uh, Jason. Uh, God damn it, I'm already forgetting his name. Jason Love. White guy? He's a G. No, he's a giant black dude with face mm. tattoos. I don't know. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But actually, I introduced Trippy to him at a party one time, and I was like, this Trippy, this is my homie Jason. He's a porn star. He's got a huge dick. And Trippy was just like, whoa. Too much. Oh, yeah, like, the huge dick probably he's got just him like, out of Adam, you are so fucking gay. What the fuck? He like couldn't even look at me. He was like, That was too much for him. How dare you? That's too much for him. <laughs> Pause. I'm like a Tyler the Creator type. I'm like, we're, we're, we're oh, making gay jokes you and shit. Yeah. And no, but I mean, not you wouldn't fuck boyfriends, <laughs> but you would make but the it joke. It turns out that he's actually gay. But I mean, for me, it's But can more we like, prove that Tyler the Creator is gay? I mean, at this point. He's the person that will troll you all the way. Because uh-huh. you can't prove anything. But what was this quote that they pulled from the GQ interview? Yeah, where he's, he's like, like I, I like girls, I but I always end up fucking, fucking their brothers. brothers. That was a bar. That was a bar for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a bar for him because right. that's what he does. I can't, you can't, you never seen him kiss a boy. Right. You ain't never seen him hold a boy's hand. That's the amazing part. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, sir, what the fuck you got going on? Are you serious? You're not? Whatever, we're going to laugh at your jokes. All Everybody right, cool. else getting caught up with everything they do. So whatever he is doing, he's keeping it so goddamn low key. It's nah, not, it's like, we're, it's not like we're hearing rumors about him dating a bunch of chicks either. He's not. I don't know one girl that said they fucked Tyler Crater. And probably a million, he probably fucked a million girls. Who knows? There's a clip of him, like a Twitter, like a little fucking Vine type clip of him sucking a titty. It is the funniest fucking thing ever, bro. Is it amazing? Yeah, he just like walks up to this girl. He's like, look at this. And she had the nicest tits. And he's just like, <laughs> Well, that means that he probably fucks a lot of girls. If you just walk up to a random girl in this it's type of old, culture and suck a tit. I mean, even a gay dude can suck a tit. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to be that guy who just goes against everything that Adam says. You're right. Yes. But I mean, when you came out in the game, it was still very much the era. Like, motherfuckers ain't seen Thug and Rocky wearing dresses yet. So it's like okay. things had not broken. Has Rocky wore a dress? Way. I mean, he had that long shirt that they called the dress. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Thug. Shit, wait till you see my next outfit. Yeah, you got dresses on deck? Nah. 
But it's pretty good. Are you feeling uh, Pharrell wearing that long-ass fucking yellow dress on the cover of fucking Vogue or whatever that was? Well, is it a dress or is it a big jacket? It was too much for me. That's all I know. All right. Well, I mean, too much for me feels like you just gave up on fashion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know, Adam. I never got into it. You're, this is like our main central thing that we got to talk about. You got to convince me that I should actually like become more interested in fashion. But I, I think that I should convince you to wear what's comfortable for you. Well, I don't think there. I want you to... I don't think that... I don't want to see Adam in the in the in a young thug dress. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to see shit. Adam in the Pharrell coat dress. No. Per se. No. You know what I'm I want to see Adam in what makes him feel comfortable. We brought you a gift too. But uh-huh. you know, we brought you more gifts than that. But you know, we I want to see you doing what you do. You know what I'm saying? We brought you a hoodie mm-hmm. because we know that Adam like black hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Like thoughtful gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what you do. Now you're already open minded. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's up? Mm. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, Doug ain't finna explain to you why he got a gun under his dress. I'm just trying to build myself up to the point where I can rock a leather cowboy pants? hat. I want to see you in leather pants. <laughs> yeah. Leather, pa- leather pants. You should, you should take your girl out in leather pants. Tell me if you agree with this. I think the most important parts of fashion are being skinny, wearing sunglasses, and smoking cigarettes. Nah, the first one's confidence. Then the second one's being skinny. <laughs> That's what kind of throws it off because everybody be like, like you got people with confidence, but then every, people only appreciate the skinny fucking models. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Do you put thought into that? Do you have to control what you eat and stuff so you don't get all fat and mm, can't be I, fashionable I've been, anymore? I've been fat before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't give a fuck. You thought when I was fat, I feel like Gucci man. I felt proud. <laughs> that's a certain type of fat, right there. Because in Atlanta, when you got a belly, that's a money belly. That's a drink belly. Drink belly, money belly, but drink costs. <laughs> drink costs. If you have a drink belly, then you definitely got some money. Exactly, because drink motherfucking costs. You know that. Ain't no broke lean heads. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What you, if you just sipping a little bit of your homeboy lean, you are gonna have a little belly. Right. But if you got a big belly, that means you sipping a big cup. Yeah. That means that you got bread. Lean is not a not a broke man's drug. Have you ever done lean? Oh yeah. You stop. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, I, it wasn't a thing. You just tried it. Yeah, I mean, I've done it a whole bunch of times, but I've never been the type of person that's like going to do a drug. Well, you say got addictive nature, so I, addictive nature. So I'm not sure yeah, if you go addictive. But I'm right. not going to like wake up. No matter what drug it is, I'm not going to wake up the next day and do it. So I've never really been able to like get into like that mentality. You never did coke two days in a row. I'm just asking. No, you yeah, yeah, yeah. This. You're right. You're this right. Is your show. Drinking and doing coke definitely had like a couple of two or three days. Oh, I'm about to say, Adam, you're like a, a two, three a guy. Like you'll get it. In. Isn't that bad? Yeah. Like if you got the right intake for it, you can when do it, that. When it got bad for me and I had to stop partying, that was when I was drinking, doing coke, and taking Zans. That's tough. That's tough. The Zans is what probably took you. The Zans alcohols would took you over. You want to blow your life up. That's a good way. I never really had any like big fallout from it or anything, but it just started to like realize. What's like, the most money you ever made during that time of taking those three drugs at the most time? At the same time? I, I was just spending money during that. Oh, you Anytime never had any, like good like up. good business plays. Like, no, I mean I was doing interviews and shit, but it, in retrospect, I mean I definitely wasn't doing as many interviews as I am now. I wasn't performing on the level that I am okay. now, you know? So and you like the way you perform together. better on yeah, two drugs compared to three? It's all about efficiency. <laughs> two drugs. No, I'm just on Kush now. <laughs> okay. What drugs do you want? Um, I like weed always. Yeah. Um, What other drugs do I do? Do I do other drugs? Nah, I've been good, man. I've been clean, bro. Yeah. I drink. Oh, yeah. Whiskey. Like, I mean, but this is whiskey. This makers, by the way. You know, alcohol is a real thing, man. Alcohol yeah. could take you down. I, you know what I'm saying? We, we love alcohol. Right. You know, me and my friends, like, we drink a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a problem. I never really got drink. there with drinking. For real? Yeah, I never got that crazy with it. Yeah. Why not? It never threatened my livelihood. Okay. Well, no, nah, drinking never threatened my livelihood. That might threaten your livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm on the mega, mega, mega fitness grind right now. So oh, you've been in the I'm gym? I'm really trying to, like, do something right now. So for me, oh, it's yeah, like partying is not even an option right now. I'm going hard. 
Okay. Okay. It's kind of weird. It's kind of sad, you know? I'm just not. I'm like 100% focused. That's how you got I feel a like I have yet? to be. How are you looking? No, not even. Okay. No, no pack. So we got work to do. No pack, but it's on the good. way. All right. Well, you know, exercise starts with your core, man. Yeah. So get your core right. Okay. So tell me, tell me about fashion. Tell me why it's good to spend so much goddamn money on drip. Um, I think that people spend money on drip because it's an easy addictive drug. It's mm. an easy drug. You know, um, fat, you don't realize that you're addicted to it. Do you like, damn, I just spent a million dollars in shoes and clothes. Jeez. What the fuck? A million. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Or whatever. But you got to also look at the reason why you spent it. Mm. And that's when you know if you're – well, the addiction is just you're addicted. You know, when you look how much money you spend compared to, like, what you got going on. When you look at your responsibilities and look at things that you should be doing with your money, and then you look at what you spent and you look at the clothes that you have and you look at, like, damn, would I wear any of these things in my wardrobe again? Mm. I wonder, what am I doing with these clothes? Did I give it away? Did I just rock it once and put it up? Like, do I actually give a fuck about fashion? It seems like the smartest way to go about it, from my perspective, would be to spend money on clothes but then, like, constantly be, like, trading those clothes or selling those clothes to get different clothes because, realistically, if you get, like, a dope-ass jacket, you're going to wear it like a couple times and then you're done, right? Well, it's according to who you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be one of those guys that come on the show and tell you like, oh, I'm only wearing one thing one time. Just say no. You know what I'm saying? like. But as a rapper, I mean, you know. A ja- some people do that. Like cool ass jacket. But realistically, if you wear it in one music video, you're never wearing it in a music video again. You could maybe wear it like around after, but it, it just yeah, loses I mean, that's so what much. Rappers value. Do. Like, but then what, it has value to somebody else because they are not the rapper who just wore it in a music video. Nah, so what you said, like people should be buying and trading in this stuff, but they yeah, don't. Right. Because first of all, a lot of people that come into the rap game, they just buy clothes because they got money. They're not mm. into clothes. Right. So they don't even know what the fuck to do with the clothes. Mm. They don't even know what they're spending their money on. They'll spend $3,000 on the hoodie, the socks, the jeans, and the goddamn hat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when is a piece? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it's like, nah, bro. You know, just buy the three thousand dollar jacket, buy the five hundred dollar jeans, buy the four hundred dollar shoes, buy the two hundred dollar hat. You know what I'm saying? Buy the hundred dollar tee, uh-huh. and you're good. Jesus. You know, so compared to buying the three thousand dollar hoodie, the three thousand dollar pants, the three thousand dollar shoes. I'm not mad at you, but you're not rocking on there. Shut up, Adam. You're being, come on, bro. I'm in such a blessed position because I just get new Sit stuff all free. the time. I don't have to pay for but it. you see, the whole thing about it, bro, fashion is a challenge. Yeah. Fashion is a decision also. Right. That's the first thing about fashion, my brother. Uh-huh. Or whatever. When you want to do fashion, you got to make the decision, like, are you going to be dedicated to the drip? Mm. Or are you just going to do what your money tells you to do? Right. Once again, you controlling the narrative or the narrative controlling you? Mm. That shit applies to all this shit, my nigga. Straight up. Mm. Or whatever you gotta you gotta figure out who you are. Like some people need a record label, right? Some people don't. Yeah, ain't other. You know what I'm saying? Like, dog, think about this, Adam. You're a realist, dog. Uh-huh. Seven years ago, if whoever would have dropped all go everything, where would they be seven years from now? Right. Where would they be? You wouldn't be talking to them. No, You'd be talking yeah. about him to another young rapper. Are you are you amazed by that fact that you've been able to persevere through all this? Fuck because- no, motherfucker. I work for it. <laughs> I earned this shit. I earned this spot right here. Right. At no jumper. Right. Because I respect your platform. I appreciate you that. do have one of the top podcasts in this motherfucker. Thank you. I don't have a problem admitting what the fuck going on. Yeah. I'm not like these other motherfuckers. No, Come yeah. on, man. Look at my hat. Can't look at my that. jacket. Right. Come on, man. It didn't occur to you that the hat is like a different type of red than the jacket, and that nah, there might be a conflict of interest. Oh, come on, motherfucker! Come on, I do this shit. The shoes. Look at these shoes. Let's see bro. the shoes again. God damn! Come on, man. That's a gold. Come what, what are those? Come on, man. 
Should I get on the table? Like, yes. what should I do? Wow, look at those. Jeez. Look at that. And so, like, people gonna see this part of the interview and be like, yo, you see, he wild. I'm be doing that motherfucker be wild. That motherfucker be They're gonna be like, he's on that drugs. Be on some other shit or whatever. So this is how this world usually works. I'm gonna give it to you right now, Adam. Uh -huh. Right now, this is what I have right now. No jumper. Right. This is how the world works. Yeah. yeah, rap radar motherfuckers in here and everything too. Oh, yeah, he's already All these putting niggas it out there. Shit. Laura in here too. That's a real nigga. I mean, I, I thought Laura was the whitest woman in America. I right. was like, this motherfucker Adam done moved up. He got a white bitch in here calculating shit. Nah. Whoop the whoop the whoop the whoop. Nope. Laura came through here. Real black lips, mm -hmm. real black thighs. Let's go. Long black hair. Let's go, bitch. Go, Adam. Shout out to you for that. Hey, at least you ain't asking her about her uh, grooming like TK Kirkland did this the other day. TK Kirkland? Yeah. You gotta watch them. TK got a little frisky. It'd be like that. So now, this is how this fashion shit works. A motherfucker see me on this table next to Adam 22. Right? And they'd be like, damn, that nigga on that weird shit again. There he go. With them weird ass shoes, them weird ass platforms on it, on some weird ass gay shit, right? That's right now in this current 2019, whenever you drop this. I don't know when you're gonna drop this. You're gonna drop when you want to. Pretty soon. Let's say it came out in December, right? Mm. So December, I'll be gay. December, I'll be platform man. December, I'll be. High sock, blah, 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 nigga, cowboy hat, where that's Trinidad. <clears throat> Usually how it works in my industry, by June-ish, let's say my birthday. My birthday is September 24th. Uh -huh. By September 24th, your favorite rappers will be wearing something like close to this. Okay. And then the consumer will be eating it up, and that's the wave. Right. But you couldn't take it from Trinidad. Just like you couldn't take New York from Trinidad. Because you've already moved on. Is that, is, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's like people like to receive the message from the right messenger. Mm. Um, I heard Charlemagne uh, say this a long time ago. It's like, eh, right message, wrong messenger. And I had to respect that. You know what I'm saying? That's coming from a grown black ass man. Uh. I said, all right, cool. And I had to learn. That's what this game is all about, Adam. Is that figuring out when to tell your message at the right time. Mm. Because a lot of times... You'll say something, but the people don't want to hear from you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got mad at you for asking Aaron Clark, Aaron Cardi via blood. <laughs> Goddamn, Adam can't ask Aaron Cardi via blood? The answer was not exactly no either, so we really don't yeah, know. I just, just want to know if with. Aaron Cardi is a blood, my nigga G Weeder, free G Weeder, would like to know if he's a blood. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a nation of bloods who want to know. There's a lot of Aaron, bloods in LA. We <laughs> are in LA, my nigga. If you Aaron know what Carter saying? is one of them. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I would just like to know if Aaron Carter, like, who's he with? Mm. Yeah. Every, all the homies would like to know per Supposed se. Supposed to have an OG, right? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Big U, by the way. Oh, yeah. Shout out Big U. Big U should come and do no jumper. Big U should come and do no jumper. That's That'd be fire. Yeah. You got the long live nip hat on, too. See that? BH gave me that. You did come to Crenshaw, man. You been to Crenshaw? Uh, generally. I'm not drove through. I'm on the highway real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam, bro, I promise you, bro, it's important, man. It's important for you to always be who you are, man. Right. That's you why know? when BH tried to get me to wear the blue rag, I was like, I think that's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I appreciate that, man. You got to give that perspective yeah. of, like, always stay you, man. You got to remember who you are. That's why I'm not going to change up. That's why I can't go get a change. We say that now. You think? Boy, look, your girlfriend will make you get a chain. I ain't listening to you. <laughs> nah, she don't like that shit either. I got the most low-key, humble girl. How is that possible? She's in the porn world. How? How how do you get that blessed? I don't know. All right. She like me. I gotta try to convince her to do that shit first. So she got the same junkie ass civic that she's been have forever. Oh, buy her bands, Adam. The, the, I know, right? That's a good. You idea. got the money? There's no jumper weed back here. You're a drug dealer. Ask your local dispensary. Yes, I am a drug dealer. Um, no, but I mean, man, 
She just, I tried to convince her, you know, I bought her, like, designer shoes and shit. She seemed like she don't know what the fuck to do with them. She's not her. <laughs> yeah, so I feel that. You know? I feel that. Sometimes, you know, you got to coach, you got to buy and coach. What's the craziest shit you ever did for the drip, though? Have you ever gone into, like, crazy situations because your bag wasn't right, but you needed to flex? Man, I wish I had a good, a good, like, just weird story for you, bro, but I ain't going to lie, man. I'm a pretty, I make sure that I have money to buy drip. Mm. Or whatever. I've always made sure that I have money, enough money for drip. Drip that. has always made more to me. Drip me more to me than some family members. Really? Big facts. You must not really care about them family members that much. I mean, some family members ain't shit. Right. No, that's fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your family's the one you choose right. sometimes. I got a tight knit little family. So, you know, no, but there's, there's, there's people on my oh, mom's side. Oh, it's definitely a cousin though. you don't fuck with, it's, or a cousin who don't fuck with you. Oh yeah, I have I have a girl cousin who I didn't like when I was like four, like as far back as I can remember. Oof. I fucking hated her, and right. I still hate her to this day. And every time they tell me about something that she did that's fucked up, I'm like, Yeah, I've been telling you since fuck I was a little bitch. fucking kid. Yeah, I was since a child. that bitch one shit. Ugh. I would have killed her myself if I could get away with it. <laughs> is that what you would have said? I mean, I don't know. Murder is. A That's lot. a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they do it in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> where are you from originally, man? Uh, right outside Boston, New Hampshire. Well, Boston. Mm. Boston is a gloomy place, man. Nah. How did you get out of it? No, it's a well, gloomy. Don't fucking say no, Adam. That motherfucker, it don't even, the sun don't shine in Boston. Shout out to my boy cousin said, you don't have a picture of you with the sun shining in Boston. Oh, I certainly do. Yeah, right. You never took a picture outside. I 100% do. You never took a picture outside. So many great memories in Boston. It's bad lighting outside. You know, it's, it's like... It's better lighting in your house than outside. It's That's like a gloomy fucking, in Boston. like, eight-hour drive from Atlanta. It's not like it's, like, opposite sides of the fucking universe, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I remember going to Atlanta when I was, like, 18. I remember I went to the mall. Which mall? I West End, Greenbrier? Big-ass mall. But I went there, Atlanta's and I got, like, a peanut butter and jelly smoothie for some reason at the mall. That's some white boy shit to do. I know. Do. I'm saying that is white boy shit to do. Is I'm that the most that. Atlanta thing you ever You came to Atlanta at 18 and bought a fucking smoothie, nigga? And I walked out the door and you I was just like... You didn't go to American Deli? Welcome to the A. Mm, I love Adam. I've had some pretty good uh, uh, Atlanta experiences, though. We did vlogs with Shoreline out there. We went to some... Fuck, what was that store sure, called? Yeah, we went out I like there. them a lot. They're fire. They're fucking That's fire. That's good drug dealing music, yeah. I love groups of people rapping. Mm. I love that. I love when you could get a group of motherfuckers working together with the same accord. Just Man, that's not easy, bro. Popping ecstasies and just hanging out in the studio together. Is that yeah. the thing? I mean, that's what they rap about a lot. I'm like, damn, that's that's hard. That's tough. I never took an E-pill or a Molly in my life and did you not have- You never took a Molly? No, 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 no. I have, but the intent was always 100% to just fuck. Okay. Or okay. hang out with a girl and Your then dick go never fuck. got soft on a Molly? Oh, I know, yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say, that's why I stopped doing that shit. need some nursing. That's why I stopped doing that shit. Yeah, I haven't done that shit. I, I don't do drugs. I was, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm supposed to have hard dick at all times with Molly. What the fuck? And you know what's crazy now is I'm realizing there's all kinds of people out there doing Cialis, Viagra. I never did one. Dog, the fact that 20-year-olds do Cialis is fucking crazy. It, the fact that that's a part of your like party pack, like this is the last pill in your party pack, yeah. is the Cialis. Y'all motherfuckers is nasty. I don't know how dangerous Ooh, it is, but it seems bitch. like a bad idea. Ooh, bitch. That's <laughs> see Alice being your last pill in right. the pack of pills to pop. Right. You a bad motherfucker, boy. I think I'm pretty sure it makes your heart rate go up. So I'm pretty sure that doing that at the same time as like E or Coke and shit is like a really bad idea. Well, you see, I like a lot of motherfuckers you realize, like a lot of them twenty year olds you did you be interviewing and shit. Yeah. Or whatever, like they're on eighteen perks. Yeah, you know, they do they don't do Coke. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they don't do Coke. Like the whoever's doing Coke that's black. 
That's like being in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> they be hiding that. They gonna hide. They ain't gonna tell you that they do the coke unless you play a fly. Right. Maybe Greedo might put a line. I think he put a line in his new thing or whatever. Like you gotta test it. Listen, he was I, like, I put the coke in my nose. Yeah, I gotta test I mean, that motherfucker. I, 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 I can say this because Greedo is uh, locked away right now. But Greedo has done a heroic amount of cocaine. In his heroic. <laughs> he's uh, he's been known to dabble. But I know that's what's funny is like Greedo used to always be quote tweeting like random ass hood chicks who'd be like quoting Greedo lyrics and being like. Oh my god, this motherfucker really talking about throwing cocaine and he would just be schooling them like, How dare you? You ain't live my life. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love a black man who knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Greedo's the best. But you get different Greedos because you could get a lean Greedo or you could get a Coke Greedo and it's like different fucking sides of the planet. Well, dude. I mean, I think that's what's the beauty in drug dealing and drug doing. Mm. You know, like drug doing is an art. Right. You know, I um I don't I, you know, I don't got I don't talk to junkies. Yeah. No, I talk to people that do drugs and make millions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's when you do drugs as an art. Right. You know what I'm saying? Drug was devised to make you, you know what I'm saying, get in your vibe. Right. It wasn't meant for you to be motherfucking begging a nigga. Like, oh, why do I look like begging? Look at my motherfucking outfit. I'm not doing no drugs to beg you for no motherfucking money to do more drugs. No, that's real. Because when you think about, like, Coke, all these people in the 70s and the 80s and shit who are making movies and Studio being 54. stars, all that shit, these are the people who are basically like shaping our society, and they're all on crazy amounts of cocaine and exactly. shit. Exactly. They were able to control it, at least for that time period, at least for that. And exactly. that's, that's the whole thing with drugs is that you're choosing to live a really intense period of your life and the, the fall off is where you pay the price for that because exactly. you might not live past 38, but you might have a fucking wild ass couple of years in your 20s and 30s. And, you know, teach his own. Teach his own. It's one route. It is one route. I'm a not lot, mad at that. A lot of the best artists, they were basically fueled by some drug. Who are you listening to these days, man? Have you listened NBA to my Young new singles? Boy. Let me ask you. Have you oh, you listen NBA Youngboy? I listened to the project from 2018, the really soft project I put on oh, the, the car. Oh, the pink one. And I watched some some videos today. Daddy Issues. Yeah. Nice. What's it called? From a person like you, I always, I always wonder, you know, I, I get to see some of your interviews, man, you know, and um, I always wonder, um, like, what is your perspective of new Trinidad James music? Right. Like, like what, like, does it matter? Like, I need to know that, like, you can't offend me. Like, I live in a real world. Mm. You know, like, like from a person like yourself who's just, like, intaking so much. Like, you talk to, like, Joe Schmo to Jesus Christ. Mm. Like, you, you, you're paying attention. Well, I would say I, I like, I love the idea of a Trinidad James redemption arc. Like, you really just coming with the project or the song and really just blowing the fuck back up again mm. in the sense of, like, oh, people kind of, you know, people love a good underdog story. And you, mm. as a musician, now would be the underdog because it has been a long time since right, go everything. Right. You're starting to really, like, build yourself up as more of, like, a commentator, a podcaster, a more of an influencer, no, whatever the fuck you want to say. Shit, yep. So it's, like, at a time like this, I, I would be extremely invested in that. I think that the whole thing, and this, this is the weird thing that people always want to ask me, like, is Smoke Perp falling off? Is Lil Pump falling off, et cetera? It's like, there's this period where you're becoming a celebrity, where your interest in you is spiking, where it's blowing up, and then at some point, that slows down, and it just settles in that, like, oh, okay, you're a famous person. And then the unfortunate thing about that is that all of a sudden it's like people aren't going to be inclined to give your music the benefit of the doubt they would when you were on this ridiculous upward trajectory and you just sort of become a musician who's, for the most part, going to be based on the performance. Like your your popularity is going to be mostly based on the performance of your music. So it's kind of what you're, what you're saying is, to a certain extent, is like people could defend you better when they could relate to you. When they feel more relative to you. That's true. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Right? And nah, um, and I totally agree. You know, um, 
like I said, man, I'm a real student. Mm. You know, and um, for me, all I think about is the consequences. Right. Because what I do, I'm going to do. I don't give a fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? The consequences is what I think about first. Right. Or whatever. And I, and I feel that, like, some people get a chance to make it make sense when everybody else thinks it should make sense. And then some people just got to go the harder way. Right. You know, and um, the harder way comes with a lot of people quitting, complaining, bitching, getting on Instagram, da da right. all that weird ass shit that I don't do. And um, I'm just about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just feel that if niggas was going to stop me from doing my thing in the game, they would have been stopped me. Right. Well, because that's... I know the knowledge that I came in with compared to the knowledge I have now. Right. And if you were going to kill me, you should have killed me five years ago. Right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, you see, you know, I've had that conversation about you with like a lot of different people. And I think it was like, just. I like when people talk about me when I'm not there. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what they're saying. It's like fucking, cause they were at Complex Con and you're there and you got a big ca uh, camera crew around you or filming something. And you know, a lot of people like ask her for photos, everything like that. And I like multiple different people are like, oh damn, Trinidad James, he's still around. He's still popping like that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, in that. That's a hell of an opinion, right? That's, hear, that's, that's crazy right. to hear that. When, like, you're in the midst of, like, nigga, I just took a thousand pictures. Right. What the fuck are you asking me about the next single? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, bro, I promise you, that but, shit is beautiful, man. And that's the weird thing is that people who aren't paying attention wouldn't know that you put out X projects here or you did this or whatever. It's like to be famous is to have a lot of people who are not that deeply invested in you know who you are. Of course. You know, and to be famous is limited and boxed. Like, we talk about, well, not you, but. To be famous is to be famous how you think the word famous, what it means. Oh. I would ever like, bro, to be famous is a motherfucking job, too. Mm. You got to work out here, bro. Right. You got to do your shit. Mm. And if your shit is not only music, then you got to do your shit. Right. I would ever like, people are, are living for the, ah, the baby, and the next single, and the next single, mm. and this, and that, or whatever. That's the type of wagon they want to jump on. Right. Because it's an easy wagon. It's hot. It's motherfucking volcano. Because it's, he's in that part of his career right yeah. now where he's exploding. But, but that motherfucker's one there when that motherfucker was trying to figure it out right. and getting his flows together. And it took a lot longer than I was listening the time to him period then. that he's been popular. That's when, many, like, my girl had told me to trying. listen to him then. Like, oh, listen to this nigga. She was from North Carolina. She's like, oh, listen to this nigga. You should do a song with him. Right. And I did it. I didn't. I didn't. Or whatever. But I did it because for the right reasons. Or whatever from my perspective. What? There's already an artist Savior? from Atlanta called Lil Baby. Oh. Huh. In my mind, I've never seen where two artists with the same name work at the same time on a high level. Right. ASAP Rock, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. But they were so different generationally. It doesn't fucking matter, Adam. But Lil Baby and Dud Baby came out like in the same year. Same year. Same. Rare. You know what I'm saying? Baby's baby, baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it worked. They got a song against a hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm going to always be loyal to Atlanta. So you just assumed there would be people. So I was just, no, no. I'm just like, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if this dude's going to make it. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was going by... Baby Jesus at but, one period in time. Right. And you can't that's different. Can't disrespect the Lord, right? I'm not going there. I'm not going there, Adam. 
You got like an upside down cross on your fucking <laughs> like. Come on, Adam. Like we not. You know what I'm saying? I Hello, I'm with Satan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Laura's Say like, I go to me. church tomorrow, Adam. Drop a prayer down in the comments below. <laughs> I go to church on Sunday. Like your producer is mad at you right Does now. Does she? Adam. You think? I don't know. I don't know. Laura looks like a church girl downtown. She they used got, to be a church girl before she worked for they you. They got all them cool hip churches downtown. Oh yeah, <laughs> them Joel Orstein types. <laughs> yeah, Kanye. Have you been like to Joel's church yet? Hell of fuck no. One's Would you go to Kanye's son's service? Be honest. Adam. I mean, Adam, be real. Adam, yeah. you'll be at that motherfucker in the interview. Come on, Adam. The clout in you gonna be at that Sunday service. You might wear a motherfucking suit. I'm it might be an ugly one. Not really I a religion you. guy. Wait, what? He's doing an opera. At the Hollywood Bowl. If he sent you a ticket in the morning, right? Would you pull up? I think I got just get keep security it real with me, Adam. Can I get a yes or no? Because I, I like what if I need a security to protect me, not from like the angry patrons, but just from like a natural disaster. Because I'm afraid about what what Jesus might bust out if I go to the oh, Hollywood God, Bowl and he's knowing that I'm just this big, big. You gonna be backstage, big old atheist. Adam. You yeah. gonna be backstage? You are a backstage type of guy. At a Kanye show? You gonna be backstage? He bro, if he gave you the tickets. I just want to know, would you pull up to the Sunday service? I mean, I guess, sure, for a okay. story, yeah. Right. I went to fucking Wyoming for this guy, so yeah, I guess I would go. You went to England for Thug, you went to Wyoming for Kanye, you're going to do what you got to do for your job. I went to England for Dizzy Rascal, too, and a whole bunch of other great did, UK Did interviews. you go, who did, was the main person you went to England for? I mean, we, just for the event? We did shows, we did coverage nice. of wireless, we organized, oh, yeah, I did like 15 interviews with different UK rappers. Oh, so fire. We managed what was your to best one? What was your favorite one? Your favorite one? one? Well, there's this white kid, H. A-I-T-C-H, and he's fucking blowing up since I interviewed him. He's, he's really good. Uh, nice. There's a bunch of dope ones. A.J. Tracy. A.J. Tracy? Live yeah. and Black guy, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Light-skinned dude. He's really good. Nice. He's now, he's like Uzi's too. homie, maybe? Yeah, probably. Kind of low-key-ish? He's friends with a lot of motherfuckers out there. He's actually he's with, like, ASAP a lot and shit. Okay. I think. Every, okay. So, you know, in the U.K., he was a good one. Actually, I interviewed this one dude uh, who got arrested for murder like a week later. So what was his name? Was it uh, Unknown T? You. Just what kind of murder? Gun? Like, knife? No, knife. Like walk oh, yeah, up to yeah, somebody yeah. and stab him. They be on that knife. Shit, knife a nigga. Uh. That, that's what freaks me out. Is that if I knew that he had shot somebody? Okay, that's that's too bad. The <laughs> idea of him stabbing someone to death, and I'm not saying they did it, but this is what the cops are saying in the news. The idea of someone just stabbing someone to death and just leaving them to die in the projects, like, holy shit, what a mental image. Mm. But it do be like that, though. I feel that. Mm. Um, anyway, was there ever a conscious moment where you were like, I want to become a commentator, I want to become a podcaster, I want to transition, I want to be able to talk on camera, and that is part of my value. I'm not just a music guy. No, um, I didn't ever. I never think about the next step when it comes to like really thinking it out. Really, um, a lot, I, I'm really. Um, I'm a. Uh, I worship things being organic. Like I really look forward to things being organic. You know, um, when the at, to get the complex thing. You know, when it really popped up, um, it just kind of popped up, bro. Like I did this show as a guest, and then my accountant was like, "Hey, bro, maybe." You should go up there and fucking do the show. And I was like, I don't need that money. Mm. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about the money. I wasn't thinking like how I need to think, which is like business. Mm, building something. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. This is a new chance for me to come talk my, you know, pitch my brand. Totally different way to create value out exactly. of your personality. And um and I didn't I didn't know what it would turn into. Mm. However, I just knew that I cared about 
guest, and I knew I could do it because I was already doing the show. Mm. I'd already did my own Camp James type of show on YouTube, 26 episodes, shot myself, paid for myself. Period. I already had a sizzle out there. Mm. So motherfuckers knew that I could talk on camera. When you did that at first, was it because you were hoping that somebody would realize you have the potential to do something on a network or something? Or were you just yeah. enjoying making yeah, it for I wanted to, I was, So I left Atlanta 2014, went to L.A., and one of the big goals was to, like, okay, revolt. They got me. They black-owned. I got 26 episodes. I'm that nigga. Right. You wish. There's a part of me that wants to sign with revolt just because then I feel like I'd be with all the cool black dudes. Like, did Joe Budden sign with him? Yeah, him, Nori, Puffy. But I, I, like a I white person, a white cool person like yourself, Adam, why do you need a black validation in your personal opinion? Just, uh, I'm just I, asking. I wouldn't say I need it, but no, 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 do you, I respect what okay. they're doing over there, you know? Okay, okay. But do you respect what they're doing over there because they're black, or you respect what they're doing because they're killing shit? I'm that, just asking. That might be a valid question. I might need to think about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But don't you want, of course I want to be involved with something that is like, People I really, really respect are involved. Do you really respect Diddy like that? But it's I'm not just it's not like I respect Diddy or Joe Budden or Nori because they're black or Dominican or whatever. It's no, like, because they do a good job. That. They're just good. Yeah. I respect that. But I mean, when I got that Combat Jack co-sign early on, that was a very mega big deal for, for me. For you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now Combat Jack is... Just because it was like at that point, nobody co-signed me, so he, him fucking with me on loudspeakers was What made you me. even start doing this? Uh, just happened to be friends with a bunch of SoundCloud rap kids, and I was already doing BMX interviews, and it just seemed like a good... Thing Transition. to pursue. I was just like, you know, I did uh, Xavier Wolf's first interview. Right, I'm not right, sure right. if you know. He's an artist. Memphis. He's an artist. He's like early. He's talented. He was with uh, Space Ghost Perp. You know, he's like one of the Raider okay. Clan dudes. And then he had his own wave and everything. Nice. And then Bones and all this shit. Bones. Yeah. White Boy Bones, they right? They together. That's yeah. my, well, I guess still, that's my dog, but he's a talented as fuck. Do a lot of shit together and everything. What's his, what's his producer's name? Grief? Griefer? Griefer, yeah. Woo! Fucking Griefer, the tallest black man that you don't Good know. Good knowledge. About. Hey, a lot of people don't know what he looks like. He keeps his. Uh, the tallest. I don't think there's photos of him online, but I remember Bro, him one he's time he's 6'10. Too. Yeah. Figure it out, bitches. That's he, Griefer. I think he produced all the uh, Surrender, Surrender Dorothy shit, right? Yeah, he's yeah, fire, He's super fire. Which he's is, the loop master. That's like the Bones like email. Him and Derringer are probably the two best loop guys and air at music. Really? Probably like the three best loop guys in the game. I just met Derringer the other day, too. West got West Side Gun Derringer, right? Mm hmm. That white boy, the truth. He's fire. That white boy, the truth. Griselda moves me. Oh, come on, man. Griselda is my heart right now. I've been listening to Smoke Dizza. My boy and, put uh, me on. My boy who does his brand, he put me on Griselda. Smoke Dizza and Benny the Butcher tape. A little EP they did. Well, fire. Come on, bro. Smoke Dizza. He just did our show on Complex. He just did my show like two days ago. Oh, Benny the Butcher. Him, him That song with him and motherfucking. Uh, push a T, 18 wheeler. Mm. Look, I'll slap the fuck out of the motherfucker. If I listen to that in the club, I might pass. I might do some dumb shit. That shit, the trip, people will put on some high top right. from Broccoli. I need an amendum that was, I really, I love that, that Pusha and Kanye song. That's the only song I kept listening to off mm. the Kanye album. Mm. That weird beep in the background, and then Kenny G just comes in and washes everybody. He washes. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Pusha and Malice sound alike, mm. that was really cute. Hey, they give you Wraith talk, I give you Faith talk. Not really here for that one, Mal. I know so you I'm gonna be honest with you. Nah. I know you. That bar, that probably gave you the softy of all softies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that tattoo on your face like jumped off. Like, what the I fuck was are like, you listening bro, to? I've been waiting 10 years to listen to a new verse from Malice and it just hits me with <laughs> that shit. You hit me with this shit? No, nah, that's all right. I'm not, I'm not mad tough. at him. I like his, his Christian Man, thing, church. I assume. Yeah. Hell of a sandwich. Do, do your thing. Talk your talk, yeah. But uh, yeah, I like that song a lot. Nah, man, it's, I mean, to. To take it, because I'll, I'll talk talking about other people. To take it back into the Trinidad James world, <laughs> I, I yes. love talking about other people. Let us do that. You know what I'm saying? But 
In the Trinidad James world, man, you know, it's an interesting world, man. Like, nobody really truly understands Trinidad James because I don't even know if that's cool. The artists that I like and love, no. The artists that I love, I don't fully understand them. Because mm. why would you want to fully understand the part, somebody that you want to look up to? Mm. Like, why? Like, I want to feel like I want to be in the crowd while you're on stage. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to keep that nostalgia. I want to keep that fantasy going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... I mean, that's why I think a lot of people are... I don't uh, want a nut in the bitch that I want to fuck the most. You don't? You do. I mean... You do. If you, Say the truth. If you could just let one nut go in like the baddest Instagram model in the world right now that you could think of, you're not trying to just let one out? Nah. If she's that bad, she's probably got enough money that she's not going to be hounding you for child support. I don't care about no damn child support. I got my own money. Yeah. I would have. I want the kid more than her. I want an IG, baby. Just shoot You're one out there nasty, the Adam. You're a nasty man. God damn. I'm just kidding. You're not I'm trying kidding, to put Adam. one in my, kid right, in my girl right now. Well, you, kid, girl, same difference. <laughs> my kid. <laughs> You're a sick man, Adam. Whoa. Whoa. Well, I don't have how... a kid right now. If I already had a kid and I made that slip, then that would be Jesus. a little awkward. No, I mean, all in all, though, man, like, you know, you don't got no kids? No, I don't have any kids, man. You got to work on that. Oh, yeah, shit. We both do. Sliding some DMs. Oh, sliding some more vaginas. You don't got any girlfriend? You don't have a girlfriend either? I don't have a girlfriend, man. No, you can't do it. I ain't as good as you. No, I'm not going to say that. I just, honestly, bro, I'm one of those dudes who, like, you can't mean more to me than work. Mm. You're not more important than the creative. You need a writer. You're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is everything, bro. Like, I'm so locked into my friends. I'm so locked into the work that they're doing. I'm so locked into all the things that I'm accomplishing and, you know, trying to do. Mm. I would ever, like, you know, unless a, a woman, you know, like, just wants to give up on her life or she got so much shit going on that it inspires me, then we're not on the same page. Mm. So it's a waste of time. Is there any, like, inter-complex dating behind the scenes that we need to know about? The complex, the place complex? Yeah, just, like, people dating. Like, is Wayno dating Nadeska and we just don't know? That'd be crazy. <laughs> Wayno dating Nadeska? Nah. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't think, I don't think Wayne knows the desk type. I don't know. Yeah, he probably, I don't think so. I would assume he would have told me if that was the case. Uh, right. I mean, Wayne would have been put it out there. Wayne would have been posted a picture. At least my bitch. Y'all better shut the fuck up. I'll punch you in the face. He a real nigga. I respect that. Me too. Big time. Big time. Now, I love Wayne. He's the shit, actually. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, Fire. people always want to give him shit for trying to, re to replace Joe Buttons. I don't think he was trying to replace Joe Buttons. I think he was just trying to be Wayne. Just trying to be him, yeah. And I respect That's that. That's the problem. Lot. He had big, big shoes to fill, but I think he's up I don't think job. Joe Buttons' shoes that feel that hard to fill. I mean, Joe Budden, to me, is my favorite person to listen, talk to, uh, to I mean, talk about rap. Let my, let my really good friend tell it Joe Budden's one of the best rappers in the fucking rap game. Who's your best friend? You're friends with the guy who made that list? <laughs> you made the list? Actually, the guy who made that list is like right there. Which one? <laughs> the one with the hat on. Shut up. Is it a sincere list? Is Joe Budden really his third favorite rapper? No, he might be. He might be number one. He's number one actually. We just put we put him at three to make it humble, but he's actually number one. So you were involved in the in the proliferation of that I wasn't. list. I wasn't. I couldn't be. That was like I, wouldn't such put a, Joe, I wouldn't put Joe Budden in top ten. It was such a clear troll though. Like the, the, that that why why is this list that doesn't have that many followers get so I much attention? But I do feel like if it carried out some Def Jam Vendetta shit, and if it was that's like, really him, then that that's very interesting. He's a legend. I mean, if you, want put, if you want to put him on camera, you can if you want, Adam. Should we say, I mean, I'm not against that. that I don't very know, Adam, it's on you. It's your, it's your show. It's I think show. Joe Budden deserves to know who made such a hubbub about you want, him. You want, to, you want to tell Joe let's Budden? Get a, let's get another mic going. <laughs> Josh, can we get another mic going? We're going to learn something. So, but no, I mean, look, man, I feel that, you know, Joe Budden's is doing what he always does. No, no, that's what I'm going to say to you. If it came down some Def Jam and Dead shit, like, 
101, <laughs> king of the court, or whatever. Joe Button's gonna gonna smoke most rappers. rappers. He yeah. gonna smoke them. Yeah. You don't want that smoke. You don't want that Joe Button rap smoke. I don't deny Joe Budden is a great lyricist at all. No. I don't got time to deny him on that. Or I think a lot I think, of people... And I think that's why he laughed off a lot of the shit. I he got this, the whole hit song by the Migos. Right, yeah. And he laughed it off and still got a $5 million podcast. That's you, a bad motherfucker. You got to love that. That's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. That's a bad one. But he had a great quote about it where he said that uh, the, the the whole thing about it was that Come on, man. he's been getting dissed for all these years yeah. by losers who are yeah. not selling any records. So it's like to be dissed by somebody who's actually going to sell some fucking records is exciting. Right? I mean, he was bro, getting dissed by all these random Joe ass Buttons, dudes bro. for a long time. You, you know? can't beat Joe Buttons, bro. Yeah, it's inspiring because nah. it makes you realize you could fall down a lot of times. You could take a lot of L's and bro. you can still come out on top. Come on, bro. And, and I feel, and I understand why a person like yourself would say, like, nah, I respect Joe Buttons mm. because he does show you that whole Dwayne Wade mentality of falling down 10, get up 12. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's important, bro. That's I mean, super important. You might not realize it, but you're kind of following part of that, that blueprint as well because you fucking have... Done the the. I'm sorry, it's kind of confusing having these Russians running around. But you've you've done you this transition from rapper to commentator in a lot of ways. For him, yeah. he had to like wait till later in his career to really do that. Like where he's already ready to basically be done rapping. Which is well, kind I'm gonna of be honest with you. I'm not done rapping. You're not. I'm not done rapping. Um, I drop a new project at the top of 2020. Okay. You know, I got a lot of new projects coming. I got a lot of music coming in 2020. That is my music, music I wrote. All type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm really in the game, bro. Like I'm really out here, and um, I realize that it's one. Of, sometimes you get your flowers now, and sometimes you get your flowers later. Right. And for a man like myself, bro, I don't need the flowers. Period. Right. Because I got the money, mm. and I got the relationships, and that's what mattered more to me. Mm. Everybody different, bro. Everybody different. You talk to a lot of people, Adam. Having money will do a lot to make you feel good about your situation in life. Come on, bro, because if you're a creative, you need some type of paper to keep creating. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I need to do what I need to do in order to keep creating. Right. That's what matters. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. 100%. We're going to get these guys on? You t who are these guys? You tell me. These guys are beautiful, man. These guys, these are the brownstone guys. This guy has Joe Buttons. Are we having one. Joe Button talk? Yeah, yeah. That's I want to know all about yeah, the creation. We're going to give you a power hour or two minute, two minute Joe Button. The name of this podcast is now Joe Button Talk. Joe right. Button Talk. No, you I, started I, this, Adam. I actually <laughs> like that idea. A whole podcast where every episode you analyze a different like moment in Joe Button's life, like the time that he got in the fight with Consequence. You know, it's like there's so many like weird moments. You're talking to like the guy of my age, like a motherfucker. But, Wade is um, yeah. So, go, go. I, I hate to start. speak for you, but no, Wade just really loves. Like, yeah, we listen to two totally different styles of music. Okay. First of all, he'll talk to you about that later. But no, Joe uh, Stack Bundles. Stack Bundles in my top five. Okay, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost like just in like tradition that I listen to Joe. But I've been telling. It's so funny. This is like my best friend. Okay. But Joe Budden is yeah. Joe Budden is literally my favorite rapper right. of all time, and I will battle anybody who. Like, Tell me a little bit about that. how you fell in love with Joe Budden's music. Oh, it's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna give me this? Except it's the layer of the chair. Well, Adam, how much time do you have? How passionate can you get about Joe Budden, Adam? Nobody gets. I just want to know. Did you come in on the movie? Did you ask anybody about Joe Budden? No, no, I'm gonna tell you the whole story. What's so funny is because. 
that's right. really beautiful. I, I and and it speaks to like complex yeah. about our actual brand. But I love being able to come to your platform and talk about nothing but Joe Button. Got I got an hour that. and a half for you. So <laughs> no, I actually my uh, the first Joe mixtape. He's probably gonna see it. Was probably like eighth grade, seventh mm. grade. It was an old DJ Clue tape. Oh, bought okay. that shit off uh, before you he, he was buying DJ Clue. He's been talking about me putting him in like Griselda and all these different like music artists. Yeah, this is Griselda and Griselda. Greedo. And all that, but like, no, man, I was listening to Joe in like something great. Okay, Joe's like Joe Lupe. Um, uh, I'll just start with those two. Okay, those are two of my favorite artists of all time, right? Yeah, so like the Joe influence has been like big, right? And, and but why is Joe like, a big deal? Uh, it's so funny to see him now because, like, like I love, I love Joe. I listen to podcasts all the time. Do you follow all of the different Joe Budden timelines? Because you could easily be just a Joe Budden podcast fan. You could be a, 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 a what the fuck like, is it called? Dude, Adam, we said seventh grade, Adam. You, but like, like, he do, made us podcast. Do, do you fans. do the love yes. and hip hop? Because I feel like that is no. The, it's, you know, it's so funny. I don't stay away from all that. I stay away. Did you like that part? What? How did you feel about that part of Joe? The love and hip hop Joe? I just have never really seen it besides like a couple little clips okay, online. When you right. love an like, artist, you can block out their bad parts. Yeah, like yeah. I don't listen to that. I, listened, I only I know Danzig I, one I, through four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I was going to tell you. Earlier. That's so true. Yeah. Earlier, like, but these are concurrent timelines. Because like he just explained to you Danzig one through four. And I just right. came and told you about Stack Bundles. Yeah, yeah. So yes. But, but Joe Budden has concurrent timelines where it's like they don't overlap. Like on the Joe Budden podcast, he doesn't talk about what's going on in well, love you know and hip-hop. It's funny. I just told you this is my best friend, so I can block out a lot of shit. Mm. <laughs> right? 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 Think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done got all type of beefs out here. He's nurturing the, the grown and sexy black people on love and hip-hop, and then he goes to YouTube, and he's got the fucking nerds watching him, and then he's... I mean, the music thing was what it was, but now he doesn't do that anymore, but... Man, it's really funny because, like, literally, I have, like, an old iPod at my house right now. Literally, like, an old generation one. Yeah, the brick one. And there's a song. Like, if you go to the songs, there's a song title. Joe Budden Freestyle. Play this for anyone who doesn't believe. Right. That's the title of it. That's the title of it. That's the title of the song, Adam. Did you make the song about him? No, 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 no. He made it. He made it. It's actually the old NBA Freestyle. Oh. They did a long, long time ago. He did a real old NBA on... Joe played the Oh, NBA. Oh, I think well, yeah, the, the killed the lotion NBA out right Joe, now. Like, I killed that he shit. He pulled the lotion out right now. For what, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, he, he did kill that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But he got he's like he toy right now in the mail. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I right remember right. riding the school yeah. listening to Six Minutes of Death. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. They yeah, fucked it up. Saying, yes. No, no, the song about Family Reunion is my favorite song with him and Ransom and all that fools. Family Reunion was a classic. I got an old iPod, bro, at the crib. I think I have nothing but 18 freestyles. I think I only did Music, maybe one and two. I two don't know if best. I got no to disrespect. three. Well, no, one is actually fire. Right. One actually has a lot of gems. Did, did it occur like, to you? Joe won't tell you that all of them was fire. Did it well, occur no, he to remixed you? a lot of stuff. Did you? Did, did, were you like, this is my rapper because this is the only rapper who raps about depression and prescription drugs? <laughs> my girl gonna kill me. Oh, being in Danville, Virginia. Lord. No, <laughs> but that definitely played an influence right. on what I was listening to. I think that to. was a big part I'll of Joe Budden's overall like, contribution, funny. being Yo, honest so, about mental health before it was called mental it, health. I don't want to hold it. I know it's really My girlfriend's funny. a therapist. Like, yeah, uh, like he, he, he really listens to like hardcore punk rock music. Right. Like the darkest, deep, like I don't know how, like, like deep tracks. Whatnot. Right. Joe Budden so, was like, punk. Well, Joe used Joe to Budden sample a lot fun. of stuff. 
Right. So when Joe used to sample a lot of stuff, I would play for my bro. Like, yo, this dude I fuck with is like sampling stuff from your genre. Right. What that's do not you me think and Nick about this? Yeah, that's yeah. honestly. What like, punk yeah. bands was Joe Budden sampling? Joe was not sampling a lot of punk. Oh. Honestly, keep it a buck. He was keep Joe was sampling more like, like rock music. Yeah, vibes. he was sampling. Like Which more no rock offense, everybody's like, oh, you like guitars. I'm I like, feel no, like no, the no. producers yeah. are doing that, and he's probably in the dark because like usually the rappers don't get super involved with what the producers are sampling. Joe's smart experience. guy. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm pretty sure. So me, me and Nick, no, me and me and Nick met, but he's my favorite rapper. He's probably the smartest rapper. So yes, I'm pretty sure he knew all of those samples. Now you ever seen Logic Freestyle with the Ruby Scoots? Stop. Joe's freestyle on Sway? I need with Styles in them in the room? I, I need that Logic. I need that Logic and Joe celebrity death match. I nah, need that. Body. Right. I mean, you got time I need that, that celebrity. Yeah, talk your shit, Wade. <laughs> How much self-control does Logic have that he never took shots at Joe Budden, even though Joe Budden's like ridiculing no, him on the smart. podcast? No, he's smart. He knows better. He knows better. He about to cancel my brain. You don't think Let me stop. Logic doesn't want the smoke, you don't think? I'm not. I don't know. I mean, Logic can rap. He's saving it for the album. Oh, the album will have the full Joe 24 hours of death. So me and Nick. We, I, we all met. I'm biracial and also fucked up. We all met through sampling. I think Logic coming from love. Logic ain't gonna come if out. If Trinidad James, we know you, we know you no met him interview, one time. no jumper interview <laughs> brings Joe Button out of retirement, then hey, I've been okay, waiting. Fast forward to the list. Yes. Oh, well, oh I, he had nothing I, to do I with not that. Make that list. What? Nothing to no, do with that. No, no, no. That's what I thought he was saying. No, no. he kept so, saying that's what I'm saying. Like, like you gotta. Listen. We we've no. been throwing inside jokes back and forth no, throughout this whole interview. No, because it was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Adam no. So oh pissy my god, got me I thought this was all time. leading. No, Adam, no, 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 Adam, no, 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 no. Adam, you got to understand. I'm from Atlanta. I'm going to finesse you, bro. You just finesse me. So you just stay with some Joe Budden fans, huh? Come on, bro. One, because I know that if I'm going against the podcast, you got to have Joe Budden fans, Adam fans, Adam fans. They motherfucking go. Turn on you. He told you I totally Joe agree with gonna stand. Which I totally no, Joe agree fans with are off the list. But <laughs> what but what happened was uh right. Nick sampled right. <laughs> Nick what sampled Bad was, Brains. Oh yeah. On, uh, tell you a great story. Nick sampled Bad Brains on the Ten Piece Mile soundtrack. On Ten Piece Mile album. That was my second project. And uh, we used to park next to each other in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, we wow. lived in the same condo. So like we would be run, like I literally ran into him one day. Like you know how you run into, like you run this guy in an elevator. It's like a intro to a story or whatever like he's going one way and i'm going another but we park next to each other and like we literally run in each other and he's going to the club and i'm going to a punk show uh. and he's like oh shit what the fuck you going you dress fresh i'm like where the fuck you going you dress fresh i'm like, about to see a band called drug church he's like i'm about to go to fucking what's this shit some shit no he's hosting yeah. some club yeah in something weird like i was about to go host the gold room uh, yeah, we're like, Jerry's about to go host drug the gold church. Room. What fucking kind of name is Drug Church? You know what Drug Church is? Drug Church yeah. is amazing. Shout out to my boy Pat. I've, oh. Shout out to Axe the Grind podcast. Great podcast. I know podcast. a lot of crazy sounding band names, but Drug Church sounds pretty crazy. Oh, like, Drug Church is a great There's a whole hilarious. church full of people injecting heroin. You gotta shout out Axe the Grind podcast because the guy who runs, the guy who sings in Drug Church. Has a podcast called Axe right. I'm, I'm a Jamie Jama Josta podcast kind of guy, you know. Uh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I told him for y'all guy. Yo, we have so many insights. Shout out to Hatebreed is the hardest band in the world. Hatebreed is the hardest band in the world. And I don't actually listen to that podcast anymore, but I did listen to a bunch of it when I first found out. About <laughs> I really it. wanted to meet you off camera so <laughs> we could do all of this. Like, but I, this is hilarious. Shout out to Drug Church. I'm about to be listening to a lot of Drug Church. I just wanted to But I met this dude, and he was literally. I, I pulled up on him. I was going to my car, 
and he's in the front seat of his car. We parked next to each other. He's literally eating a ten piece mile. Uh. I was like, "We oh, fucking Lydia raps." Right. In the simplest version of it. Yeah. The, the lowest version, hanging fruit. Like, I'm eating wings in my car. I was yeah. like, "This is amazing." Right. I was like, "Yo, you sampled," and he was like, "Yeah." Top ten foods I'm not trying to eat in my car: wings. Oh. Just what kind too, of car you got? Too much debris created at BMW. What kind? Old school? No school? I love Adam. <laughs> but he asked me to go. He always asked me. I don't know. He asked me to go hoop with him the next nice day. Though. And I was like, if, no, yeah, he asked let's not do that. Let's let's go go hoop, hoop. And he was like, you want to come to this function? It literally. Like, <laughs> you like, you want to go shoot some hoops? It was Five like years ago. That's hard. When he's like, Prince, like, you want to go shoot some hoops? Right. And yeah, I was like, I was like instead, you want to go to a punk show with me? You went to the punk show? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, they were open. That band called Nothing. Nikki Nothing is the lead singing that. They were opening for a ceremony. Ceremony. called Ceremony. Yeah, you know Ceremony. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That's shit. What and, amazing um, that was record my first this year. show in Atlanta. Yeah. Four years ago. You know, and um, I mean, that really, his perspective of music, they're both perspective of music. Um, the reason why I brought them up here, well, I like finessing you. Yeah. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? But if I could plug all my homies <laughs> and make like, why my... am I here? But we're here now. <laughs> I thought that you were saying that you were instrumental in creating that Joe Budden well, fucking Waze list. Well, Waze with Joe well. Budden would be number it one. Was, it was, it was if you're talking Joe And you did pretty much say that at first. And yeah, then that's what I just kind of went You're like, no, come up One through five would be Joe Budden. As far as I'm concerned, if your only claim to fame is that you know a lot about Joe Budden, you can come on the No Jumper podcast for sure. Yeah. You should do a deep dive with this fool. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I, wanna, I was thinking about making a YouTube video and being like, I listen to every Joe Budden song and then just talk about the career arc and like really I go into depth about so it. I can give you so many. Like, but that, this, that's what was funny because he was like, yo, you know, you're like, oh, come up. I was like, oh, God, he didn't hear this straight. But no, I did not make the list. But if it, were, if it were my list, Joe Budden would be one through ten. And wow. it's that bonus. Wow. Like, and One through ten. That's not even, that's like completely Look, against I'm the rules. I'm telling you, Joe yeah. gonna hear you're this. You're not clean. Joe Budden, you gonna hear this. And nigga, you owe me a motherfucking thank you. And nigga. Rory's come to a Rory's come to a party. You owe me a thank you. you Rory's Rory. been to a brownstone party. You fuck with That's emotional it. oranges? Uh, I don't like that type of music. <laughs> it's no drug church. It's no, no drug church. church. You gotta listen to drug church. Oh, God, it's please. no negative approach either. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no negative was far. You know incendiary? Yeah, of they're course. They're my boys from New York. I used I to be roommates with a singer. I yeah, know. Yeah. No they're, way. They're coming through again in January. We've downpressed it for the record release. Yeah, okay. Downpressed the intro. Motherfuckers get We need wild. to start a label, bro. We got to sign some bands. Like, fucking put I got a couple bands. We what's your top three? On. What's your Mount Rushmore bands right now? Right now? I don't know if I found yeah. out about a new band in the past 20 years. Oh, my God. Oh, that you like? No, I mean, I just like... You don't I, like Turnstile? I mean, turns out it's cool, but I'm not going to act cool. like I'm like a real relax, fan. Relax, so relax, 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 if Young Turnstile thug. is cool, Young I thug. know the type no, of hardcore you think. You're nasty. You're nasty. This is great. You're nasty, man. Young Thug, not hardcore. Trinidad James talks hardcore. Well, not even trying to be like, I know what I'm talking about. Defends Turnstile to the death. Yeah, they're great. Oh, yeah, I will kill for Turnstile. I'm sure you've heard. I'm sure you know Power Trip. Yeah, I'm sure. Have you heard, you know, Triple B Records? No. Okay, so Triple B is like this really amazing label. Okay. And they put out a bunch of really good shit. You know Candy? No. Oh, okay. I'm totally. Candy's not bad. I don't have any like. Right, so Triple B put out that. Creator too. Candy are a great Homies. band. Uh, there's a band called Restraining Order. They just put out their uh, debut EP. I think it is a couple weeks ago. That's a good. These name. are bands Shit you should listen to. Rocks. You ever, if you give a fuck. Girl, ever have a Restraining Order on you? No. No. I don't. Mm, no. Mm. I'm I good wear with, their I'm t-shirts. I'm pretty good with women. No, no. <laughs> I'm never, never stalked. 
Never stalked. I don't think that, I don't, you don't look like a stalker. You don't have the, the eyes of a stalker. I don't got it in me. There's a band called Spiritual Cramp. You know Spiritual Cramp? No. There's wow, a, you know Spiritual Cramp? Do you see camp. the difference when you ask me about Joe Button and Stack Bundles versus like, now? Yeah, yeah. The new, the new yes, ceremony record is crazy. Okay, I got you. Like people, that, people are like trying to sleep on it because like different. The new ceremony record is incredible. Really? Shit. Uh, Do you know American Nightmare? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. from fucking Boston. Right. Hey, hey, I used to see them all the time and shit. Right. Boston is the reason. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I used to, I used to work with Wes. Oh really? He's great. And in Amy. like the later stage of his life, not. The I used American. to I used to work at their bookstore. Uh, I hope they I'm not. It. What year are we talking? I hope I'm not like overstepping saying they want a bookstore. But I used to do mail order and things for him and Amy, and they're both amazing people. Yeah, they got a bookstore now in L. A. Right now. I'm gonna go listen to American. Daily Planet. Yeah. Oh, no, to, to me, to me, that that's my favorite. Well, the thing is, that's my favorite hardcore band. Really? Yeah. They're, so to yeah. do that, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I was. Like, a, I was a mega suicide file fan. You yo, yo, that? let's talk oh. Boston. Mm. Okay, so AN is sick. Mm. AN is my like god tier. But then you got like fucking suicide Mental. file. Okay, okay. I'm saying suicide file. Death before dishonor. I'm you saying fuck with all that fucking, shit too. Or? I I don't. <laughs> again, I like. Not you don't with the beat down shit. Bro. I like a little more art. <laughs> nothing against it. Right. But I like a little bit more thought. Thought. So I love like 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 you know. Converge were able to walk that path so mm. perfectly, like like just yeah. just do whatever. No, I, I will always say that the most violence I have ever seen in my life, and I say this having seen people get shot and stuff, the most violence I've ever <laughs> seen in my that. entire life <laughs> was like 2003 <laughs> Converge Palladium Metal Fest yeah. in Worcester, Massachusetts. Just the number of fights that were going on all around me in that moment was like nothing I've ever seen. It was like a mosh pit, but it was just... Just I, violence. So you, you have never been in a situation where you're watching like 40 fist fights going on all around you. It was mind-blowing. So for me, so for me with, with, with the Boston sound, it's like that's what kind of introduced me to hardcore in a weird way maybe. But it's you got... And of course, God tier. You got Half Heart, who yeah. are like on a complete, like Pat Flynn and West Side Story, like probably right. like day and night. But you need both. Right. And then for me, it was like Hope Con. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a huge Hope Conspiracy fan. I'm, I'm a huge Hope Conspiracy But you see, my, you see the people that I'm hanging around. That's my point. That a bring. rich source of information. Yeah. You, know, so you oh, can't just be. Yeah. You like can't the Hope Conspiracy are an incredibly underrated band that more people need to listen to. It's Come a on, fucking incredible band. You can't just get caught up in being a rapper, bro. Mm. Yeah, I can tell you about this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, this is what we do, bro. This is what we do, bro. Swap information. This is what we do. That's how you get better at this shit, bro. That's how I got into this. It's because I was just learning about shit online, and I was like, man, I want to be able to like manifest Like, why do you like Power Trip and Young Thug? Right. Cause that shit punk as fuck, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. That's Young Thug is punk as fuck. When you young guys, when you, when y'all like thug got the gun under the dress, I was back. I was like, Isn't it crazy? That's that so he, cool. He gave me that. That's what it's supposed to he be. He gave me those bars and in that interview the, before it came out. out. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was proud of you. He teased his album. I was super proud of you. I was like. That's the slang. It's taking over the world. The proud of you shit. And but Reese oh, LaFleur was telling me about that shit like I said the corny ass thing to Reese that you sometimes say when you go to Sunny City, where you say, like, what's the slang out here that we don't know about? And he said, proud I'm proud of you. 
And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, nah, it's like somebody tell you that they did something. You just got him with that. I'm proud of you. But like he was describing saying it in a much more like sarcastic way. Whereas now you have all these rappers commenting proud of you on each other's photos course, and they're totally okay. sincere. But it's, it's the same thing. Nah, good. I mean, I, I think that, man, you're catching the culture from all different type of concepts. And I think it's important. You know what I'm saying? Like. You need to see it from that. You know, I, I do the same thing, bro. Yeah. You know, so in order to do my music, in order to do the... the I live in the world of entertainment. Yeah. Everybody else is looking at the perspective of Trinidad James. You're looking for, damn, that's the all gold, nigga. I'm, I'm looking for gold. I'm, I'm looking for this. I'm look, You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end of the day, I appreciate you looking. Uh. You know what I'm saying? And every time somebody looks at you, they're not going to see what you want them to see. Right. And that's fine, bro. That's totally fine, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I got what I need. You know, I got my boys, I got my money, I got my fashion, I got my ideas. You know what I'm saying? I got everything that I'm doing. I got my whole life ahead of me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the biggest point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's all about, my G. That's the crazy shit is that a lot of people expect you to, like, have a hit and then to base the entire rest of your life around making another hit. And if you just make music that you like, then that's somehow like a sign of failure. Is yeah, really in, in their eyes. And yeah. what, see, that's the concept that we, like I said, you either control the narrative hmm. or you let the narrative control you. Mm. And everybody either falls into one of them motherfucking categories. I know I'm not lying to you. I'm being honest. Every artist that you've interviewed in this motherfucking show, no jumper, that's one of the top 10 podcasts in America, if not the world, well. guaranteed hard body facts. Hmm. Hard body facts. I don't give a fuck about nobody's numbers. Hmm. Hard body facts. Thank you. Or whatever. You either fall into where you letting social media control your narrative, or you could tell when it's like, nah, that motherfucker controlled the narrative. You can tell. Mm. We can tell. The consumer can tell. You definitely can tell. Mm. People like you, less like minded like you, can tell. Or whatever. And that's what it's all about, bro. I know I can I can shape the narrative. You know? Like <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, isn't that <laughs> it's so obvious that it's easy because it would be so easy to plant, like, think about, we could post a negative story about Trinidad James. Like, you could find something to post. Like, you could, yeah. do, you could find anything. Like, any artist that you really wanted can, to hone in on the negative shit, shit in their life. I post more bad shit about myself than bad yeah. shit that people post about me. Right, yeah. You could find a clip of somebody the way they look goofy on their story and post it and be like, look at this. You know, it's like, that's the power that the media has if they don't like something. Or even, like, even worse, the media can just ignore you. They can just ignore you. That's, like, kind of the worst thing they could do. You know? And I, and at the end of the day, like, I really try to live by that mantra I told you earlier, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, stay out the way, put numbers on the board. But for some reason, motherfuckers be coming and, and wanted to come and find Trinette James and and say something. Or bring my name up or something. You know, I'll be staying out the way. I literally try my best to stay out Who the way. Who wants smoke lately? Who you been beefing with? Who I've been beefing with lately? No. Have I been beefing? No, no beefs. I just want to jump in and say, no beefs. No beefs. But... I think it's been no, don't be. I think it's been incredible and interesting to see your growth. Not even in terms of like, like I think sometimes maybe your friends can tell your story better than you. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's the big fact. What I'm saying is like we see it. I dedicate way more time to my friends than even my fans. Like, like, to be honest with you, like when I literally met you, like when I literally met you, like we, like you were fuck, like I had. No fucking idea what the fuck I was going to do yeah, with my fucking brand. Yeah, like, I, was like, right, right. I was a different man back then. I was a different man back then. I was a different man. It's 2014. It's like 2014. Like, you couldn't talk to me. But just to see you. But that's why I stay away from people because I know me. 
Like everybody, you know, all these but, these kids that you talk to, but, they come but the and, things you know, you're like, doing now, I'm like, all right, bro, I'm and not, the shit you're I'm doing really now that, and so shit, I stay away. like you've always been good at it. Like you've always been able to like hold your own and do a show or do this or do that. But I think it's just kind of like was the, the the timing has to link up with the opportunity, with the expectation in a sense. And True. I think you just, I mean, I hate. To fucking like I'm like roasting you like praising just you the roast of Trinidad James but like literally thank it, you Adam now you very much taught me that like you have written. to be fucking prepared for what the fuck is going down and yeah. shit so gotta be ready yeah I think you, yeah you're on point you're I on think point. I think that's important yeah. I, mean, I think that's yeah. the biggest point and nasty. I think if, I mean you know yeah. people are gonna watch this you're probably gonna put it out in parts because that's what you do these days no yeah, not always yeah you know what I'm saying this is a little bit too meandering we I feel like this would be better as a solid chunk you're drunk that's tight no, no, that, we, no, no, not pregame, like drinking, like pregame prep. I told about him, like, this. What, you yes, guys play this shit out? We tell him you. I'm the Joe Budden guy? No, like, no. no I told him, I was like, yo, he's going to put this This is out. all Wait, a promo for the Joe Budden podcast. Like, we, we, like I said, we pay attention, Adam, so right. we know what you do. Yeah. No offense, no offense. I don't watch your show. But it's not bad. I just don't. That's not fair, but Wave, Wave, Wave is very it. much yeah, in tune with everything. Right? <laughs> Wave is very in tune with everything that goes on. So he's like, "Yo, this is what the fuck is going down." It's like when the Greedo shit, like even today. Oh God, Wave was like, oh, "Listen, listen." Oh, you haven't listened to Greedo album today, no. Kenny? Okay, oh, so okay. Greedo, Greedo, Greedo name drop in his album today. Really? What are you doing with this right now? How does Trinidad James get in the Greedo song? What did you say? And I'm putting him on game. Before. Gold like Trinidad James so or some listen, shit. So listen, I tell you, he told you earlier. He's I'm, like rappers falling off like Ludacris. Then he goes into like some 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 Trinidad James gold for gold fronts Trinidad James some some to replace the teeth blah 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 blah. There you go. Oh whatever you know Greedo he Greedo he right. He didn't mean it in despair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the thing about it is like bro, smoke is not like rap is rap. Right. And if you don't know somebody, all you can do is rap. Yeah. About them and give opinions, and uh, sometimes your rap is just opinion, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So like, when it comes to real smoke, what I had to realize in the rap game, because you talk to a lot of people that talk all that gangster shit on your shit, like that should be super true. cute. I love it. All the thugs. All the thugs. You got all the thugs. Every last. You, one. you got every last one. This is like the Codeine Cowboy of, of my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let me put my hat back on. You know Codeine Cowboy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to smoke, the, the one thing I could tell you, Adam is that everybody has a chance to prove their point. Uh. And if somebody says they have smoke with somebody, they don't have smoke with somebody unless they do somebody because it's not impossible to do what you say that you want to do. Right. Or whatever. So that's why I stay away from that because if I actually have smoke with somebody, I'm going to see you. Mm. Guarantee it. But it's not. I'm not going to see you to prove the point to the media. I'm going to see you to see if we actually have a problem or if you was doing this for clout. Mm -hmm. Because I understand a lot of kids like to do things for clout. Even old niggas. They do anything for clout. They're worse than kids sometimes. So I just be having to understand, like, what's going on? Like, if it's actually a problem, am I wrong? I I have no problem checking myself if I'm wrong because I like to be right. Mm. And if being wrong allows me to learn how to be right, then I have no problem. Be like, oh, okay, my bad. But if you're just chasing clout, then I need to see what that's about mm. because I know what I'm about. Right. And I don't have to live my life proving it on Instagram because mm. I was proving it before Instagram. Right. Feel kind of old? I'd be, I'd be okay. <laughs> I do it for the right reasons. That's the truth. 
Well, we just did like an hour and a half. Is there anything that we should uh, touch on that we haven't so far covered? Oh, I wanted to ask you, what, what's up with Adam Sandler? You hang out with him much or just did the movie um, with him? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Because um, I love Adam Sandler to me. Your name is Adam. No, but like he's from where I'm from. And hey. growing up, he had this one album. I forget what it was called, but it had like a picture of him as a little kid mm-hmm. on it. And that was like the, the shit for you. Oh my God. I still to this day. Yeah, Adam Sandler, like, what was it called? The you know the album when he used to do comedy. Albums? Yeah, the comedy album. Oh, like yeah, and it was like it was <laughs> Did like he, talking like, drum to a, in some punk band. Not that I know. Adam Sandler. I wouldn't take it from him if he did. He's a talented I guy. I feel like he Adam did, so and it was like whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. The last thing I'll say to you is to go see Uncut Gems December 13th. That's the Adam Sandler movie. Um, I didn't get to. I, I haven't like hung out with Adam the way that I would love it's to say I hang out with him. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I did get to act with Adam Sandler. Right. And that was fucking incredible. Right. Because, I mean, you know, you know him as Adam Sandler, but after December 13th, you can only call him Howie for life. Really? I promise you that. Wow. Look at that. I'm at, what about Kevin Garnett? PR. I'm thinking of Ben Stiller. No, no the PR film you're doing is right. Oh, try, I mean, look, bro, I went to the screening early. If that's a flex, sure. It's a weird one, but okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the movie, so it should be there, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? But I forgot I was in the movie. That's how good the movie was. Right. Until my part came about it, and I was like, oh, shit. Here I am. Oh, shit. We're here. Fly as fuck. Jesus, yes, because you know. You know I was going to bring a fit. You did. Oh, I did. You could. I brought the fit. Would you turn down an acting role if it was a, a you were supposed to pay a poorly dressed guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I can't even pretend. Every, every, movie, every movie that I've done... I've been able to style myself. The wardrobe has let me style myself. Really? And that's facts on my mama. Because they always just get you as just. Some it was just cool like because everybody dude, right? else gets dressed and I dress. Mm. I'm being honest. Like it's not like oh he's talking shit and he's being one of those arrogant black guys. No motherfucker, look at my outfit. You won't wear this because you think it's too much for you. Right. And I'm just relaxing. Yeah. I'm chilling. I sleep in this. I go to school in this. I, this is nothing. You wear your chains to sleep? Yeah, I've done that. That's wild. I've done that. Ain't nothing. I mean, when I first got all my chains, oh, fuck, I did everything in them. Yeah. Come on, bro. You spent 40000 on something. The fuck? Right. Come on, bro. I can't do it. If you spend forty thousand on this, like I don't it's know. Choke me to death, dude. If you spend forty thousand on. on your girl tits, you gonna hold them. <laughs> like, bitch, I'm just gonna carry you around the hallway. In the if you house. spent forty thousand, you got ripped off. That shit should be ten at most. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> number man. Wow. <laughs> number man. Number man. Number man is a good nickname for me though. I'm twenty two. Number man. Number man. I like that. <laughs> Take That's me back wild. to Trinidad real When quick. I go see Uncut Gems, um, I mean, you know, for the people that watch this, you know, they, uh, look, bro, you can't get rid of Trinidad James, bro. No. You can't, bro. I know that y'all be trying. Y'all try to erase my existence. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? You just can't, bro. And it's not because I won't let you. It's just because you fucking can't, my nigga. Mm. You can't. Because what I did wasn't paid for. Mm. It was earned. Fuck it was deserved. Fuck that shit, Trinidad. For real. Yeah, that's real. That's just what it is, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing shit for the right reason, you don't have to worry about what's wrong. Mm. And that's the problem. You got people that got a lot of weird incentives. My incentives never been bad or my intentions. Mm. It's always been to be a visual killer. Right. To always be fly. To always sell confidence. To always be better. To always protect hip hop. Mm. Protect rap. Protect music. Protect people that I love. 
It's, it's the same code, bro. Right. I don't change my fucking code for weird ass social media motherfuckers, black, white, Asian, Spanish. I don't give a fuck who you are. Right. At all. You don't run shit over here, man. Yeah. And I know that threatens a lot of people. And um, I don't apologize for it, but I understand the misunderstanding. And it's all love. Because one day we can understand whether I'm dead or alive. You can either get it now in the present, or you can get it when I'm gone. Right. There it is. There it is. No jumper, motherfuckers. Trinidad James, no jumper. Boom. Brownstone. Coolest podcast in the world. Check Ooh. us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Everywhere, bitch. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Jake sent me your part. Go tell inspired. your local dispensary that you want the No Jumper Kush <laughs> in your hands. Go buy a Kadama from Nojumper.com. No good. Jumper Kush. Appreciate it, show. Oh, you look good. You look Bang. good. That shit.